Greetings, noble listeners, and hearken unto me, for ye are entering the realm of that most misleading of podcasts. Talk until the joy is gone. And it would not do for you to be led astray by the dark creatures of chat that lurk within its borders. I am Rooney, a wandering hero of noble repute and some renown. And across from me, his dark visage in a co- <laughs> you, you wanker. It's not what for, it's the voice. Where did it come from? <laughs> I am Rooney. That's my, it's my, my medieval proclaiming I voice. He is, but <laughs> I'm Reggie, by the way, because we ain't going to do that again. <laughs> no, I've got to finish your intro. All right. And across from me, his dark visage, a constant blot on this digital landscape is the lurking horror of the Underdark. Reggie. There we go. <laughs> that was the best voice ever. I just was not expecting it. It completely came out of nowhere. Oh. Yeah, I did finally get my head into the headspace I was when I wrote that the other day. And I was like, ah, that's what I was... I was I've been prepping for my... I've got my first D&D session this, after, uh, this evening. I thought it was last week. That was, that was session zero, which oh, is okay. basically where you all get together out of character and you talk about your expectations for the upcoming thing and look for things like um, uh, like uh, trigger subjects and shit oh, okay. like that. Uh, oh, this is, this is why here. I don't D&D. <laughs> when you've got to have an entire meeting before you actually start playing the game, I'm like, well, oh, This is apparently a reasonably new thing, but now apparently they all do it. Because, like, as a, as a dungeon master, I mean, we're playing like a pre-published adventure anyway, so a lot yeah. of it's already set out. But this being D&D... It doesn't mean we're going to follow what's in no. the book, sort of thing. Um, so you know, I, I was like, how do, I googled like, how do you run your own campaign? I watched some videos, I read some blogs and some articles and shit, and I'm like, okay, right. You did and way then, more work than I did when we did D and D on the podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I didn't realise it was such a such a uh, uh, like in depth process. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I can blag it because I've, I've run a campaign before for the the Warhammer 40k one that I did. Yeah. Uh, I say I ran a campaign. We ran one really long session, and that was it. Um, but I was like, yeah, everyone was like, oh, session zero. And then Richie messaged me. He was like, oh, so are you going to do a session zero? And I was like, well, I wasn't, but the fact that you've said it and everyone else is saying it, I guess I will. So that's what we did last week. We spent like two and a half hours or something, basically, with everyone that's going to be playing on a chat, yeah. talking about our characters that, you know, I was asking, they, I was asking them questions. I had this question to go through. Um, and they were asking me questions. And basically, we were working out what we wanted, how we wanted this to go, what people were happy with, and what they yeah. weren't happy with. And and one of the um, one of the big things to come out of it, no mm-hmm. raping, with a smaller note of no sexual assaults, because <laughs> apparently um, some of the others, both as players and as uh, DMs themselves, um, have had to deal with someone trying to do that in their campaign, and we were like, really. We don't want that in our campaign. Like, Let's play make believe. Okay, I'm gonna make believe rape the fuck out. Of I'm you. gonna rape the fuck. And it's just like, whoa. Yeah, okay, that right. sounds that sounds a bit weird to me. Yeah. So, why didn't we have a podcast zero meeting where we talked <laughs> about things that would trigger me? Because we would never, ever, ever be covering today's film if if we were talking about things that could possibly trigger me, like oh. lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the thing is. Uh, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you care about the people you're playing with. Oh, okay. We okay. don't care about no. offending one another. No. So, <laughs> fair enough. In fact, if one of us gets offended um, or triggered, it makes <laughs> we for have a much better episode. It, yeah. it makes for a far more interesting podcast because you know the listeners get to hear us having a breakdown in some fashion or another. We haven't actually had an, a, an argument on this pod in about. 
60 episodes. No, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. We've, we've been we've been very... Um, nice. Yeah, we have, actually. We've been very well behaved. What I've noticed is, right, when we first started, I was in a really dark place. We probably <laughs> should have covered this film then because I would have really appreciated it. Now I just think it's fucking depressing. But uh, back then, I would have been all over this kind of darkness. And so, and I think I just took all my anger in the world out on you. But as I've got happier and happier and happier, it's it's harder and harder for me to summon some faux <laughs> anger to try and come at you with. It's it's not good. My mom was like, "Do you still put him in really uncomfortable positions?" I'm like, "No, no, I, I just don't have that fire in me anymore to like fuck with him." And now I'm just like. I'm going to do a quiz where I'll basically just give you all the answers before we start. Let's go. It's like now we actually, before we were just basically trading insults yeah. with one another. Now we actually have conversations. Yeah. Um, we actually have like a, a strong band of listeners. And uh, yeah, we, we have people who are actually interested in this shit. And it's not just to hear two people ripping jokes out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the feedback I got early on from people that like aren't still listening now, but it was quite like, it's really funny listening to you two bicker. And I guess then people don't listen anymore because we just don't bicker anymore. We don't anymore. bicker anymore. <coughs> I'm going to have to do some stuff to piss you off in the coming weeks. Just oh, I look forward to that. Just yeah. to bring some rage back. <laughs> oh. The best thing is I can edit. I do the editing, so I can make I can make the arguments go whichever yeah. way I want. Yeah. At this point, Reggie left the room. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just cut out the next five minutes where he makes the best point, <laughs> <laughs> the argument winning point. Yeah. Yeah, we also uh, uh, there was something the other day. I can't remember what it was. We were discussing something, and then like after we spent five minutes discussing it, you were like, "Yeah, actually, just cut out everything after that oh, second yeah. bit." And um, I was like, "Okay," but then of course, because everything had flowed from one to the other, no actual break. So I had to get really creative. I know, I know. With editing, we started talking about something, and I was because I was listening to the edit, and I was like, "Right, any second now, any I should second hear, now." Oh no, we're still going. We're still going. We're still right. So I pull my phone out, and I'm about because because I got the timestamp like of when I think we should cut, and I'm about to text you this thing, this long message that says, "At 58 minutes and 20 seconds, you need to cut and come back in at blah blah blah." And then you did edit, and then I was like, "You know what? I'm 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 not too ashamed by the stuff like that you left in." I, I left. He cut out the good the stuff. I left. I left the go. interesting bit, but I was trying to remove the stuff that just made. Would have made us and would have made everyone else feel profoundly uncomfortable. So I, I was like, "Yeah, now that can come out." I was on a roll. I stopped self-editing at that point. I was yeah, just like, "Let's had. go, <laughs> let's talk about anything." And then, and then suddenly, I was just like, "Oh no, just go back, just cut the last that's, twenty minutes." That's the out. shit that goes on on like tier three of the yeah. Patreon. Oh yeah, <laughs> you've kept it right. Uh, yeah, I've got the original recording. Yeah, we'll so. just put together like a three-hour episode of outrageous cup it and that'll be on the tier three of the Patreon. Too outrageous for touching i yeah. mean you've got to be that's 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 quite something all the girls clamoring to listen to <laughs> no don't don't because then i'm going to edit that out as well okay and no one will subscribe to tier three if you keep giving them the juicy bits <laughs> and no one's ever gonna like, no one's gonna subscribe me. to tier three anyway yeah you'll never get any more texts asking for help oh so before i i regale you with bizarre week i've had how was your week <laughs> ah yeah mm. really it was just fairly mediocre really normally it's oh, don't want to talk about it move on but no no this uh, week has just, just been, been fairly mediocre oh you're it's so just lucky been easy easy sailing more or less oh, you're so lucky <laughs> you're so lucky i mean my week was has been bizarre and all over the place but i enjoyed most of 
most of it. <laughs> it's just been so exhausting. And I'm like, what happened to my well-constructed mundane weeks where <laughs> <laughs> everything is in my control? No, it just went this week, which is why you're going to get a slightly alternative pod this week. Because, alternative pod. <laughs> because I have very little time. But Thursday and Friday... <laughs> I spent doing a mental health first aider course. Yes, I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and like, unlike the first aid course and the fire marshal, where it was heavily suggested and implied that I take it on, I actually put myself forward for this. Mm. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Overshared like a motherfucker. Jeez. The people in that, on that, I wasn't the only one, everyone in the room overshared. Like, to the point where people would, like, on day one, everyone was super talkative. On day two, everyone's coming in, like, looking at each other skeptically. Like, <laughs> what you shady motherfuckers going to confess to yeah, today? Everyone's gone home and bought, thought, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or that, or that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was actually really good. But, like, unlike my first aid course, where the instructor... Because it was both, they were both done through St. John's Ambulance, who mm. I must say do very, very good work. Um, she was basically like, okay, this paragraph here in your workbook is uh, it's vitally important that you read and remember this. So here's your test. And basically just handed you the qualification. Wow. This one, I had to do two 45-minute tests under strict exam conditions and Ooh. a f- practical assessment. A practical assessment. Right, here's a crazy person. Go talk to them. You say that I got paired up with one of the girls from my office who come on the course with me. I didn't realise she's like Oscar worthy act- actress because we did like a we did like a mock assessment, and I had to leave the room. And she was given a scenario, and I had to come in and like just you know basically be empath- empathetic and compassionate and talk to her, through mm. it, which I can do. Most most of our regular listeners are like, what the fuck, why did they let you go? On this why did they let you go on but, there? I am capable of that if I if I need to. Um, <laughs> but I came in and she acted so well, it completely threw me. And I stopped halfway through, just like, I have no idea what to say. You've completely thrown me. I did not expect <laughs> this level of acting. <laughs> I thought I was just going to, like, and I said, like, I was super confident. I thought I was going to come in and <laughs> I had a plan. I knew what to say. But the way you've the way you've really taken on to this character who's like currently hyperventilating and tears in her eyes and everything <laughs> it's completely thrown me because i was not expecting that but it was good because i didn't go into my assessment as confident so i, I was yeah and like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i kind of went in open-minded and like right i just try and be as compassionate as possible so i passed that but i gotta wait four to six weeks to find out if i passed the uh Jesus. The written exam it was a nightmare. I went. I went to sleep during my first, the first exam. <laughs> it was forty-five minutes under exam conditions, and you're not allowed to leave the room until thirty minutes has uh, passed. Okay. Finished the first one in fifteen minutes. Doesn't usually bode well. Oh no! This was thirty multiple choice questions. Oh, okay. You've only got to get twenty-three. What the fuck? They give you forty-five minutes for that? I don't. Know. Well, you say that. There's some people in my course that were like, I didn't answer this question, so I ran out of time. And <laughs> where else? Wow, <it's> like. <laughs> Tick a box. <laughs> and I had the worst seat. I was sat right at the front of the room, right? So everyone else in the room <laughs> could see, see me, could see me finishing like... Mr. Fucking 15 minutes. Yep, posh done. Finished. <laughs> I did literally. I finished in 15 minutes. Put, laid all the stuff in front of me, just like stretched my legs out, leaned back in my chair and closed my eyes because it, he was like saying, <laughs> if you turn around and you look at and you make eye contact with anybody, you look anywhere, I'm going to have to foul you. So I was like, I know because I'm not focused on this. 
that eventually I'm going to get bored and just start like daydreaming and looking yeah. around. So I just close my eyes. And next thing I know, I had someone else get up and leave the room and him go, 30 minutes has passed. If you want to leave the room, you can leave, but you can't come back in. And that, that kind of woke me from my slumber <laughs> and I left. But the second one was like 20 questions. You got to get 15 right, 45 minutes. Finished that one in like less than 10 minutes. It's just, it was, there were like two or three tricky questions on the first first one. Mm. The second one was just pure common sense. There wasn't a person in the room that struggled with the second yeah. one. But the first one, there were like two or three tricky questions. But I find in that, I'm, fine, I'm quite confident at situations like, in situations like that because I've never failed in situations like that yeah. before. So I'm quite confident going in. And I think my trick is to not overthink it. You just, you read the question. Just for life. Yeah. If there's one takeaway from this. I can do it for 15 minutes. I can't (laughs) do it for life. All right. It's too hard, but you just, you read the question and then you just go for the answers. There's four answers for each question. You just go for them. And then the one that your gut instinct normally tells you is right Mm. is nine times out of 10. Right. And you just got to not overthink it and just go with it. So in four to six weeks, when I come and sit down on here and I'm like, oh, I've got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh at me. But until then, until I, then I think I smashed I, it. I I, I did I will, well. I so I'd really struggle with, with that. I mean, first of all, is that I'm I'm a higher functioning sociopath, I think. Yeah, I, I, know. Just, I know. Hence, we did the psychopath test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> empathy. I have limited stores of empathy. Yeah. You I have really empathy do. when you like for the right people at the right time. I have empathy times. for children and... Animals. Most animals. Yeah. Um, other um, than that, grown-ups, you're on your me, fucking own. Me, when you've had enough alcohol. Oh, yeah. It turns drunk, out. I'm you, quite yeah. empathetic. Yeah. yeah. But, so I'd struggle with that because it'd be like, you know, these these four common sense answers and one of the, like, there'd be like three of them that are like, oh, they could be the option. And then the fourth option would be like, tell them to sack the fuck up and go and make some tea. And I'd be like, well, yes, I am thirsty, actually. <laughs> Half the conversations <laughs> I had on this course were like, things you should never say. Man up. Man up. <laughs> Chin up. <laughs> it, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're kind of my, they're my go-tos. Yeah. <laughs> I think or, it could be worse. That's my favourite. Oh, yeah. I love that one. I love that. Because it, Cause nine times it out is out ten, worse. Yeah. No, no. Nine times out of ten, you can think of something worse than the predicament yeah, you're in. Exactly. And it puts it into perspective. My, one of my favourite you ones. You just can't say that to a severely depressed person. <laughs> well, one of my, my favourite ones back in the day was, it could be worse. You could have a dead squid on your head. Yeah, because then it's like you could be in literally the worst situation, and then someone puts a cold, dead, smelly squid on your head, which immediately makes it even worse. Yeah. So as long as you've not got squid on your head, yeah, chin up. I mean, like, <laughs> I just think like there are certain people that I have worked with and I do work with that should just, you know, thank the Lord they're they're not like digging <laughs> potholes or yeah. or brick or building brick walls because you know that's actual graft mm-hmm. and the the fact that like you know someone sent us not an email three days ago is not something you should still be moaning about that is not that is not a burden you have to bear, carry you could you know be digging ditches for a living so once not an email mm. the other thing that but, tripped me up with that you know is- I, I need to approach it in in a more <laughs> compassionate empathetic kind caring non-judgmental way that's the only bit as soon as he said like one of the most important things is to be non-judgmental i was like i'm gonna fucking I'm excel gonna... at this <laughs> come on on this i will judge you all day long on the pod <laughs> say, hang co- on a minute on that's the a pod. core element of this podcast yeah for the pod for the content but you know in real life you've said to me before you're the one person that i can tell <laughs> anything to and you'll just go 
oh, okay. As long as you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you, you said to me, like, I don't know any of my other friends that I could tell these things to. <laughs> yeah, because they're all <laughs> And they'll still talk to me. But you, you're like, well, as long as you're happy, just get on with it. <laughs> and like, I can, so I can be non-judgmental when I haven't got to provide content for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing that tripped me up is, was that that, that, that second one with the 20 questions, mm. was that handwritten? Oh, they're all printed. Oh, that's okay then. They're all like special. Glad to get sent off because we're all sitting there like you know. Surely you could just quickly mark this while we were having a break, yeah, and then let us know. And he's like, no, these are official tests. They've all been sent off. I suppose yeah, mental health. You don't want to say yeah, yeah. This person's fine to do it. And this then, is a very inadvertently sent someone like me in there. Yeah, it's a very. This is a very new kind of thing that people were implementing in yeah, their workplaces. We did it last year, year before. Yeah. We implemented. Uh, mental health first aiders at our place because obviously people were struggling with... Does anyone actually use them? Because I've got this feeling that I've done this course, I've (laughs) worked really hard, but absolutely no cunt at work is going to come up to me and be like, I'm having a hard time. No, I think there are some people that have. Um, One of them is somebody I work with. I'm going to try and keep this as vague as possible. But the guy's a prick. (laughs) Stop start asking questions. Well, the guy is an... Absolute grade A prick. Oh, see, it's not Sam then. That's no, fine. it's not. No, no. It's... He's the only one I know. So this guy is an absolute grade A cock, right. and his approach to people being ill is, hmm, hmm, what kind of excuse is that? It's bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, everything I was taught not to believe. The other yeah, day. exactly. And that's been his approach to everything. And if somebody needed time off for something or someone wasn't feeling well, you know, he's the sort of person you'd say, you know, I need to take a me day today. My head's really not right. And he would just be like, but when you dream, what the fuck, sort it out. Yeah. Sack up. You know, he would do that. And for some reason, well, I know what it was. It was because he basically gave a member of staff in our department a mental breakdown. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, when he was called on this, because everyone was like, he's destroying this person's mental health. Yeah. Um, HR were like, yeah, no, mate, you can't do that. And we're going to send you on this course to deal with this shit, yeah. to show you how to be a better Manager basically, and then deal with this sort of Give stuff. Give you the, the techniques team. to approach people as human beings, and not you know this common about Not yeah, exactly. Um, and so he went on this course, and he came back, and by all accounts, it did fuck all. I but bet. because he'd done this this course, they then did they then picked people to be uh, mental health first aiders, sent them off on a slightly different course, yeah. which is probably the one you've done. Yeah. Um, and they were like, okay, well, you've all now got like this certification in mental health stuff, so we're going to certify you all as, a, as the company's mental health first aiders. And as soon as they announced that in the meeting, me and my colleagues lost our shit. We were wetting ourselves because we were like, do you honestly think we're going to go to that ass hat yeah. and say, I'm having a bad time. Can you help? But he's been trained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a massive cog monkey, though. You can't train empathy. It's no. either there or it's not. Do you know no. what I mean? He, he does. He does try these days, but it's such a such a transparent yeah. veneer. He's saying all the right things, and he's he's basically like he's gone and watched a YouTube video yeah. and is parroting it back to you because you know he doesn't care, and you can see in his eyes he doesn't care, and he thinks you're you know you're there a prick are, for complaining. There are tools. There are things that we got taught, like so you can go through in your head. Like if you walk into a room and someone's having a bad time, check for danger. Recognize what's going on. Use empathy. Uh, raise alarm if you need to. Blah blah blah. I'm going to apply these things when I go down into the living room yeah. later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to be like Amy. I called you an ambulance. There's an ambulance on the way. I'm getting you sectioned. <laughs> <laughs> Two Tony, minutes to talk to Reggie. You're going to care. <laughs> I've been trained. Yeah, art. I've been trained. I had. I've had a conversation with Reggie about <laughs> this. <laughs> no, but there are things. But what 
we all kind uh, that's of... That's an energy drink, not a beer, by the yeah. way, guys. What we all kind of learned by the end of it was keep that stuff in mind, but really just be yourself and just try to be compassionate. Like, do certain things. Yeah. If you walk into a room and there's pills all over the floor, don't disregard them. You know, this person's Grind probably... Grind them out. up and yeah. snort a line. Yeah. And Get then, in there. And then report it as a possible overdose. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But mostly, you just got to be... You just got to be kind and empathetic and compassionate, and you can't teach that. And yeah. it turns out, like, what there was like, what, three, four, seven of us on the course, at least five of us have been through it. Mm. And the five of us that have been through it were the ones that excelled in the course because. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because we, because, and I said at the beginning, they said, well, like, what, what are things you would look for in someone like this? And I said, experience. And the bloke went, no, no, that's not necessary. And I said, well, I'm more than likely to. I'm gonna trust someone that's been through it to give me advice more than someone that's read a, yeah. a textbook. And he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And that's that's the only thing that we. I was gone. I don't really. And then you was like, "You listen here, you prick! Yeah. Come here, point Dexter. <laughs> you you either man up or I can't. <laughs> no. man up with a mitt arm, right, you prick? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it was it was actually really good. No, I'm, I'm I'm dreading the first time someone comes to me at work. <laughs> Like I'm having a bad time. I'm like That's I, the other thing, it's like yeah, even doing something like a fucking first aider, it's like, oh, I don't I don't want I mean, first of all, I don't want to interact with people. Yeah. Like at all, basically. Nor do I, but I will if if someone comes to me and they're in a real bad way, then I will go above and beyond to help them. But on a normal day to day basis, I'm like, look, just let me do my someone job. Someone comes to me in a bad way, I'm like, Isn't there someone you can talk to? <laughs> yeah. Other than me. Someone that's not me. Do you know the 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 qualified trained mental first aiders? <laughs> they're they're here for you. Yeah. Have you met our, our mental yeah. first aiders? They can probably help you a lot more than me. Here's a list of charities and organisations that are good at this kind no, of stuff. Here's a cup of tea. There's Google. Just figure it out yourself, mate. Tea is a big part. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. I can I can believe that. Yeah. We're British. So yeah. you know we put make a cup of tea into that into the way of doing it. I love that like yeah. making a cup of tea is the solution to everything from waking up and being tired <laughs> to, to like death. the announcement of the end of the world. Yeah. It's just like put the kettle on. <laughs> and everything in between. It's like oh fucking hell. Tired today. Mm. I'll have a cup of tea. Oh man, work was hard work. I'll have a cuppa. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, I'm really fucked off. I'm going to put a kettle on. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't matter what it is. Oh, it's your birthday. Let's make tea. Yeah. Yeah, it's just every solution, the solution to every problem yeah. is it's make a cuppa. The great British way. Yeah. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> tea and colonisation. <laughs> <laughs> the great British way. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And I'm quite looking, quite happy with myself. I excelled in my course. I was, I don't want to say the best in the room, but, you know. You don't, you don't want to say it. You just, you've just heavily, you've just spent the last 10 minutes heavily implying that you were the best person on that course. Saying all this, right? Do you remember a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I got all these girls texting me about being depressed, but <laughs> none of them want to sleep with me. Since that episode come out, not received a single message. Odd that, isn't it? <laughs> Which was not, I want to just say it here, that I was not making fun of any of these people. I was making fun of, the, of myself in the fact that <laughs> That they don't see me as like sexually attractive. They just see me as the person to dump all their problems on. But you know, <laughs> people will take it whichever way they want. <laughs> They'll take it whichever way you're giving it. Yeah. Apparently, well, or maybe not because no one's no one cares anymore. My humour is complex. <laughs> <laughs> right, so and I got mildly offensive. Apparently, yeah, I got home from my course on Friday, feeling really super good about myself. Right, I'm like, I fucking smashed this shit out of that. <laughs> What do I find? A letter. Apparently, 
I went through a uh, what's it called a congestion charge place and didn't oh. pay, but I didn't. I have never ever I was once say, you have to since go down I passed into my London test driven to pass Forrick yeah. as the driver. I've been obviously as a, yeah, yeah, never. But there's a picture with my number plate, right? And I'm just like, this is this is fucked up. I'm, so I figure out the date, and I figure out I've still got like 12 days before I need to, yeah. to pay the first fine. I've, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't figure it out. I was mm-hmm. not there, especially at, at six o'clock in the evening. I would not be driving around Farrakh on this day. But it's dark, so all I can see is like an illuminated number plate, yeah. and then this picture of a car that I can't even, I can't even see really in this <laughs> shitty quality black yeah. and white picture and i'm like oh this is how am i, how am I gonna get around this because it says you can you you can if you find enough evidence would you improve it one you blah, yeah. blah 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 and i'm like but i can't <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm like do you know what i got work tomorrow i got the fucking podcast on sunday i'll deal with this on monday so i put it to one side and i come home from work yesterday and there's another fucking letter and apparently like seven days later i was driving on some road in london and didn't pay another Congestion. It was congestion or green charge. Yeah. But again, there's a picture of the number plate with my with, with my thing on it. And it was daytime, it was like eleven AM this one. So there's a picture of a car that looks identical to mine. I'm like so I look at the date and I'm like, I was definitely at work that day. Yeah. I was definitely, definitely at work that day. So I know and I know that Maybe we got some CCTV or we got something at work that can prove. And you've got well, you've got witnesses, haven't you? You've yeah. got like your whole fucking your whole office yeah. there, basically. So that's good. <clears throat> but again, I was just like, I'll deal with this on Monday. So I haven't actually investigated <laughs> it or gone after it. But I'm sitting there looking at these letters, like this is so fucking weird. Like I didn't. How bizarre! Somebody's cloned my just made up a set of. Yeah. Well, a, you can get you can go on fucking eBay and get them for like a tenner. Yeah. And then just put them on a car similar to mine, yeah. and then it's just driving around, just not paying fees and not paying fees, probably not paying tax or insurance or anything. Probably drug dealers too. I probably imagine probably drug dealers, because, yeah, or criminals in some way, shape, or form. Ned, well, yeah, because you know, if it was if it was Joe Public and they get pulled over for any reason, yeah, and then they run the plates and compare it to the the driver's license, they're gonna get nicked. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be some kind of. Um, yeah, it's going to be some kind of crim is is doing it. Yeah, so oh, awesome. I drove here today because it's only my house to your house. It's fine, and I'll drive home at the end of this. But now, now I'm like <laughs> I'm not driving anywhere until I've got this sorted because because you know there's probably an APB out for my fucking car and they'll and they'll nah, pull me over. Be not until you've you've defaulted on it or no no no, no no for the crimes that are being oh, committed. for the crimes that are being committed not yeah, for no, the charges yeah for the crimes even if they have not been caught. If they've got them on CCTV and they're like, right, look out for this number plate, I'm going to get pulled over and charged with whatever because <laughs> my mum like, was telling me a story about my dad years ago, like before I was born. Someone broke into his car and stole his bag. Mm. It had all his work stuff in it. They discarded all his work stuff but kept the bag, right? The bag had his name and address on the inside because mm. apparently that's what you did in the 70s. Yeah. Back in there. And then... He reported it and whatever and went about his business. And a few days later, the police turned up to his place of work, arrested him, put the cuffs on him, walked him out, took him to the police station and uh, started questioning him because apparently whoever broke into his car and stolen the bag used that bag on a job. Uh, They robbed somewhere, 
very, very close to where my dad works. Like in the same little industrial place. Yeah. Which means that, which to me says that they knew my dad and they wanted to stitch him up. Yeah. Right? So they used, and then they left the bag there as evidence. Yeah, that's, that's definitely yeah. framing, isn't it? So but apparently they, they kept my dad in for like 24 hours, wouldn't let him sleep, screamed and showered him. I'm apparently like, you've met my dad, right? Yeah. Not a lot would shake my dad. Yeah. Like my dad was like, you know, stoic and just yeah. like, whatever. He was like a proper man's man. But apparently he was, my mum was like, just like, he come home, he was a mess. He didn't know what was going on. Mm. They'd kept him up all night. They Apparently... By the time, like, his last interview, my dad was convinced that he'd done it and just didn't remember it. Just didn't remember it. Just like me the other day when I'm staring at this picture. I was like, I guess I did. I guess I was sleep driving or something because that's my number plate. And I don't remember it, but I guess I was there. But, yeah, yeah. And apparently it all got sorted out and he, they apologised to him. But fucking, I don't want to go through that. <laughs> so, until this is sorted and I've cleared my name. I'm not sure I'm going to be driving to be, my car. You need to be going everywhere with a GoPro on your yeah. shoulder. Just just recording everything you do from now on so that, that if they're like, why were you on this day? I've always been like, what the fuck would I do with a dash cam? Unless I, you, I'm using it to film something specifically for a creative project, I've got no need for a dash cam. Like, I'm not one of these snitches that goes online and posts anonymous videos I about shit driving. dash cam videos. Yeah, but I'm not a snitch. And I'm not going to go <laughs> online and throw someone else under the bus. Because I don't know what that person was going through that day. They could have just had a row. I don't care. They could have just, you know, found out their wife was cheating and they've just gone out driving. See, and this is why you're a, you're a yeah, because first aider and I can I'm put not. myself in other people's shoes. And I don't care. They yeah. fucked me off by driving too close to me. Yeah, so I'm not that person. But now I'm thinking, if I had a dash cam, that would have, like, time... They have the footage yeah. of, of where you've been, yeah. you know, what you what your car was actually doing, doing at that time. At that time, so it could have come in handy. Yeah. Now I've got to go in and like ask people at work to be witnesses be to witness. the fact that I was actually at work that day and not <laughs> driving around London breaking congestion phase. So you know it's such a petty thing to do as yeah. well, isn't it? But then I suppose if they're using it for something else. Yeah. Why the fuck would they pay yeah. a fee? Although really personally personally and this is where I'm probably gonna <laughs> like show that I am slightly criminally minded if I was going out and about with fake license plates on a car which I'm guessing is stolen anyway yeah and I was committing crimes I would pay all fees and all charges because I would not want this to be brought up yeah. at a later date and used you, as yeah, evidence you wouldn't want that you wouldn't want because that could be the thing that trips you over yeah. like fucking Al Capone it was it was Tax avoidance that yeah. got him, not the murders. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. So I would make sure I did everything by the book, all the, except all, for the actual except crime. Except for the actual big crimes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you cover the little ones, yeah, so, so you can commit the big so ones. So there's no paper trail. But these guys obviously aren't as criminally minded as me. So they really just, they're just like, fuck it, it's not our number plates. A, a, a police Probably officer, not even our car. A police officer friend of mine has, has often said that the... <laughs> Reggie is very criminally minded. Reggie is such a crim. <laughs> uh, no, he has, he has said that... Um, the reason most like drug dealers and and criminals like that that are doing that are doing these sorts of things, the reason they get caught is because they are stupid. Yeah, and they of do course, stupid yeah. things, and that allows them to get caught. But and he's like, you know, if you've got half a you've got half a brain cell, you can get away with this shit indefinitely. Yeah. He's like, just don't do stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like I never understood any drug dealer that was like, yeah, come to my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, like, I was like, I'm gonna like you know. I'll send my friends over because, you know, I don't do that. But 
Like, I don't really want to be coming to your house. And if I was doing that, I wouldn't let you come to my house. Yeah. Um, like, there's that. There's, yeah, I'll drive over and drop it off. And it's like, your number plate is going to yeah, give you away I, I, I on all CCTV. You, and, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, it's the, it's the people that are like, I'll meet you on the cycle track on foot where no one can see us. That I'm like, you're not going to get arrested. You're not going <laughs> to get arrested. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I did need to have a bar meet with someone on my road uh, this week. For what? Um, was I, it was it Sheriff Gammon? No, it wasn't. Did you, I, I don't did think you, the guy lives around here. Did you even consider bringing Sheriff Gammon in as backup? Um, no, okay. I did. I did consider telling uh, this person he was a silly little boy who needed to go home and play with his toys. But I decided that would probably a bridge too far, and I would end up getting smacked. Okay, tell me. Well, I, I come back from Tesco. I'm Hang on, before you get into this story, you do know if this ever happens, you can call me and I'll be here. <laughs> In like five minutes, right? I don't know how much help I mean, help they'd have I'll driven be. off by then, but... I don't know how much help I'll be, but, you know, I'm here and willing to back you in any kind of beef. Well, I, I, I come back from Tesco and I come around at the, the, the top there mm. and I drive down and I'm, I'm about sort of a third of the way down the road and I see that there's a car come around where Matey's van is yeah. by the cul-de-sac and he's come around and he's driving towards me and we're both slowing and I'm like, mate, why the fuck are you driving towards me? Yeah. I've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh and I was like, you could literally just pull into the the yeah. on a cul-de-sac there, and I or I can pull in there either way. Yeah, you're making he, this more difficult by keep coming towards me. When we get to we're, we're about like I don't know, fucking four or five meters apart, yeah. just sat there looking at each other, both in the middle of the road. And he flashes his lights, and he's got fucking floodlights and yeah. what have you on the front, and he flashes his lights at me. So I flash my lights at him. I'm like. The fuck are you doing, yeah, mate? Where do you want me to go? I'm like, I look, I look back and I'm like, I am not fucking reversing because it curves and there's cars yeah, and fans. Yeah, yeah. All. I was like, I'm not fucking reversing all the way up the road to let this prick out. Yeah, I'm um, gonna just park my car there. <laughs> well, then he sort of like starts to turn towards the curb, yeah. which I've seen people do when they don't want to reverse up. You get it all the time out here. So one of them will bump up the curb, yeah. the other one goes round, and yeah. there's a there's a space. Probably small enough to fit your car in. Oh, okay. If you're a good if you're a good parallel parker. Yeah. And I'm sort of pulled up alongside that. Yeah, your car's way bigger than mine. Yeah. yeah. So, so he starts to do that. So I kind of twist the nose of my car into this yeah. space, giving just enough space, basically, for him to go up the curb and around. Yeah. So he does that. He goes up the curb and then pulls up alongside me. And I can see it's this skinhead geezer in a, in a fucking souped-up mini Cooper. Oh, God. And I'm like... And he's got his I'd window like down. And he's say, looking at me. And, oh. I'd just like to shout out, all mini Cooper drivers I've ever known have been complete cunts. Continue. <laughs> oh, he's in like... Not Mini Drivers. Just Mini Cooper mini, Drivers. New Mini Cooper new Drivers. New Mini Cooper Drivers, okay. yeah. Yeah, let me... Because I, I know some people that own Mini, <laughs> and they're actually cool. So he's like, oh, what are you doing? So I put my window down, and I turn my music down. I'm like, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like... I was, he said to me, um, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to drive down the road, mate. He's like, well, where was I going to... Where do you think I was going to go? Like, where do you think I was going to go, mate? Yeah. And so I was sitting there flashing your lights at me. He said, I said, well, where was I going to go? He was like, do you think I was going to go up the curb? I was like, well, I certainly couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, where do you think I was going to go? In that space. And I'm like, that space there? Yeah, yeah, that space there. And I'm like, that fucking space there? You wouldn't be able to fit your car in, mate. Yeah. I was just, yeah, you're supposed to go in there. Bro, bro, bro. And he starts giving it. And I was like, I was like, I could continue to argue with him, but I can feel my IQ decreasing by the moment. So I'll just, I'll just look forward. Um, I looked forward, put my hand on the stereo. I was like, okay, off you go, mate. Waved at him. 
pulled the window up, turned the stereo up. Yeah, and that's <laughs> not going to enrage him further at all, is it? I was just like, I can't, no, you are now beneath my notice. Off you go. And I couldn't even go, he's like, yeah, fucking, as he drives off past me. And that I'm was a like, Reggie move. <laughs> that was an absolute, because I was trying not... to defuse the situation, but I'm like, I'm not admitting I was wrong, because you're in the wrong, mate. Yeah. Oh, the, you defuse situations as well as me by just <laughs> pu- pouring pure gasoline on them. <laughs> Do you know how many times I could have just been like, no, you know, you know what, mate, you're all right, you're fine. This is my fault. And, and walked away from a situation. And instead, I just laughed in the person's face and made it 10 times worse. Or tried I didn't to shake laugh. Their, I was just dismissive of him. Or tried to shake their hand. Yeah. Or just dismiss people like, you're not worth my time. Yeah, okay. Off yeah. you go, mate. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm too stubborn to admit being wrong when I'm not. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, well, I'll do this. And looking back, it's like, it, it could have gone either way. You could have just snapped and got out of the car and tried oh, yeah. to have a Barney. I mean, you would have struggled considering our cars were about this far apart yeah. at the time. Um, or, you know, exactly what happened would have happened, which is he just drove off, like, probably talking to his passenger about how yeah. fucking, oh, well, Nobby was. Ooh, I should go back and I should go back and hit him, I should. I was just like, oh, fuck. Not in my fucking country. Oh, my fucking long head. Prick. <laughs> long head. He's a haircut, that cunt. Oh, that cunt there with his driving gloves and his long hair. Driving <laughs> I fucking love my driving Who gloves. Who the fuck does he think he is? Mate, read the back of the car. I'm a fucking ghostbuster. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want me busting you there. Right, the fuck off. Uh, so we both had pretty interesting weeks. Yeah, that was it's not kind of the highlight often of my week. you get into Barneys with people. On it's it, not. In real life. <laughs> I drive a fucking Skoda. Most people are just like perfectly willing to be, be sensible on the road. <laughs> a Skoda covered in Ghostbusters stickers. Yeah, exactly. People just tend to look at it and go, oh, bless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they're like, it's a fucking Skoda. I'm not getting into an argument with a Skoda because it's not no worth point, it, yeah. you know. But yeah, no, mate, he did not want to reverse and he didn't want to drive on the curb, which I've he did anyway. So many times. And again, I am that person that is like, look, you, there's plenty of places for you to go. Yeah. I Nowhere for me to go. So I am literally just going to sit here. And once I even just turned the car off, I was just <laughs> blocking the entire <laughs> I've seen road. people do that. But I just turned the car off and just sat there. Turned the lights off, turned the car off and just sat there. And after about two minutes, the bloke reversed. And I, and I drove past and just got the biggest earful of, <laughs> <laughs> of screaming. But I was just like smug as fuck. Just, <laughs> oh, there was a, almost a Barney as I was waiting for you to open the door. Really? Because I pulled up on right outside your house. Yeah. Yeah, you're up on the curb. And you? I am so far up on the curb. The, the entire car I was might say, as well I can be get I can get all four wheels of my yeah. car on that pavement with 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 about this much space yeah. to spare between the steps and my I car. So, so it's literally the the wheel that's not on the curb might as well be touching the curb. I've <laughs> left so much space. As I'm getting out of the car, I see because your house opposite the road that runs right outside your house. Yeah. After your house, there's about a meter, and then it goes left into the cul-de-sac, yeah, you the cul-de-sac that you've just hill. described. As I'm getting out of my car, I see one of these big American fucking. I've, yeah, I've got a small penis. Yeah, I've got a small penis pickup truck coming out with a woman, and they're both staring at me, and they're staring at the space, and they're staring at me, and exclaiming like, "What the fuck do you want us to do?" And uh, I mean, I had my comeback ready, which was, <laughs> you know. Don't buy such an insecure person car. <laughs> but event, but they he 
just went really slowly and he got he got through with loads of fucking mm-hmm. space and he got out but the woman in the car was just staring me down and I was just standing outside your house vaping <laughs> smugly oh yeah <laughs> they fucking hate you around it because I hate it around it it's, it's, the park around it is stupid there's nowhere near enough space you've I only got, parked here today because I was running like you've got like on, on our side of the road it runs basically the entire length of this mm-hmm. this road on the other side of the road, it's three quarters of the fucking thing. And then you've got that cul-de-sac. And down that cul-de-sac, they've squeezed in another 12 houses or something. Yeah. So it's but like... they've got 30 cars in, those, in the space for yeah. about six, yeah. There's, there's several houses around here that have got, like, multiple cars. Yeah. And it's like, when when the old couple next door moved out, um, they didn't like parking on their driveway. Yeah. So they used to park on the pavement because the old guy there, they used to get vans and that pull up. And mate, he was like, I don't like having them vans parked outside my house. Fair so he just parked his car yeah. there, leaving his driveway empty uh, on a road where there's not enough space. Yeah. So when they moved out, it was like brilliant. The new neighbours will actually use their fucking driveway. They do. Unfortunately, mate, he also has a works van. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like his big old fucking <laughs> SUV thing is up on the driveway yeah. and his works van is parked on the road. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not? And you've got mate down there with that. Massive long wheelbase fucking white van of his. Uh, I don't want people getting the wrong idea. Like you know, I do still live in Harlow. It. I don't live in a fancy area, but every it house is a fancy area I, of Harlow. I don't. Every, <laughs> every house down your street has, has a, a driveway. Stiff. It's not. Fancy <laughs> Yours area. is a double. The Briars is forty-five seconds walk from my front door. I mean, how yes. do I live in a fancy place? It must have been a council job. Because only they would put somewhere that nice next to a right shithole. Yeah, so they can so so the fucking <laughs> criminals have got somewhere to <laughs> got somewhere to rob, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um I don't live in a fancy part of Harlow. I don't live in like Church Langley or New or anywhere like that. Uh, I'll have you know. But, Church Langley Village, not part of Harlow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but um every house on my street has as a driveway. We can fit two on our driveway. You can. My neighbour can fit probably free because you could park like sideways instead of lengthways yeah yeah but there's still a fucking overabundance of cars parked on the road so like you come because it's a cul-de-sac i live in and you come around a bend and you come in Mm -hmm. right as you come around that bend there are so many cars parked on the road that you really genuinely have to go like Two miles an hour and squeeze through it just to make yeah, sure that driving you don't... down there in an evening is, yeah. is not when fun. I'm coming home from work at like half past eight at night and everyone's at home in your little bumper car. Yeah, <laughs> even me, even I have to slow right down just to make sure I'm not clipping anything. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare, but that's like I can deal with that. It's every other fucking road in Harlow has got double sided cars on it. Yep. All the way, and I should because everyone's got. Harlow was built where oh, I can't remember the exact. Yeah, it was built number. at a time where people either didn't have cars or you had one. Well, it was you were des- fancy. it was designed yeah. that one in every six houses or something would have a car. Yeah, and that was the the parking space that was allocated was for one in six houses. It might may even be like less than that, one in twelve. But basically, down our road, you'd yeah. have like three, maybe four cars. Yeah, that was what it was designed for. But of course. Everyone has a car now. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, people multiple. have multiple cars. Yeah. So, you know, you've got a row of 20 houses. You can have comfortably have 40, 40, cars. 40 cars down 30, there. 40 cars, yeah. It's like, there's... Uh, uh, I can't remember. She, she's like my second cousin or some shit. Lives at the end of the road. Oh, okay. And she's got a car. 
Until recently, her husband had a car. Um, and all three of her kids had cars. And they've got a little tiny driveway. Yeah. One of them's got a little Fiat 500, which she squeezes up on, on yeah. there. But up until recently, you know, they had like Five fucking cars, every one, one of them house, had a car. Yeah. Five cars up there. Four cars on the road. One of them is in a disabled spot because yeah. she's registered disabled. But it's just like, you know, that's that's basically that whole row of houses yeah. just for her. <laughs> or for that ridiculous. one house. It's like, yeah. And then when you, you, when you like talk to the council about it, because technically you're not supposed to park on the... Well, you can park on the pavement. That's not illegal. Yeah. Uh, even blocking the pavement is not illegal. But driving on the pavement is. And obviously in order to park on the pavement, you have to, you have, to have driven on the yeah. pavement. Um, but Harlow Council won't enforce it <clears throat> because if they enforce it, they start getting hounded by drivers and driver yeah. association groups asking for more parking and demanding more parking, basically, because yeah. there is nowhere to park. So... You get like these old people like, oh, this car was parked on the pavement and I I had to walk round it. And it's like, okay, but the other side of the road was clear. Yeah. So, and it's just like, where do you want us to park? I did yeah. say that. I, got, I, I once had uh, someone complain about me being parked up on the pavement. Yeah. Uh, and I was woken up at like half past eight one morning. Um, a policeman knocking on the door. A couple of coppers, is that your old car, sir? Yes, it is. Oh, we had a complaint. Can you move it? I was like, okay. Um, can you show me somewhere I can park it? I was like, on my street. Well, but my first answer was, well, I'm going to be leaving in an hour. Yeah. Can I? And they were like, no, you've got to move it now. Otherwise, we've got to like issue a ticket. I was like, okay. So I went, I've got dressed. Come back down. This will stand now. I was like, so I looked up the street. Okay, officers, uh, where do you want me to park it? Yeah. And they were like, don't know. You just can't put it there. I was like, yeah, but where? There's literally nowhere yeah. for me. But I ended up parking it around by my, my mum's. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Which is just like. <laughs> It's absolutely insane. Well, the reason I normally park like five minutes walk from your house yeah. is for that fact. Today I parked, I drive all the way around because I was running really late and I didn't have the extra five minutes. But mm-hmm. normally I park in the actual pre-approved car park and then walk over. But And that's only because I, I go to Stabatide to get a coffee and it yeah. fucking take forever otherwise. <laughs> but um, even like... That main road that runs the, the southern way up to the old school—that's mm. a fucking nightmare to drive on. If you ever drive down there, it's constantly like just all squeezing past the other car if it's coming yeah. towards you. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't no. want this. It's, 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 it's stressful a, driving. I was out there the other day. I was, what was I doing? I was placing a headlight bulb yeah. on my car before it's MOT the other week. And I'm out there, and I've like got my fucking arms elbow deep in my fucking engine bay. And a car comes past, and there was matey's van bumped yeah. up on the curb where it always is. Then there was this funny little white car that looks like a washing machine. Yeah. Um, and then my car. Uh, so basically, I was hanging over next door's front door because yeah. this white car was outside my house. Um, I was up on the pavement. Matey's van is obviously opposite the cul-de-sac, so yeah. cars can go around it. This little white car wasn't fully up on the pavement. They were they'd only bumped like one set of wheels up, oh, sort of okay. thing. And uh, this this big four by four thing comes steaming down the road, goes around Matey's van, swings back in around his van, and takes off their wing mirror. Oh. And I hear this clatter, I hear the thud, and then this clatter. And I'm like, I look over at mine, and I'm like, oh, well, my fucking wing mirror, I don't care. <laughs> and this lady comes out, and she's like, oh, was that was that your wing mirror? And I was like, no, love, weren't mine. I got, walked around, and I was there's this big scuff mark yeah. off on this other car's wing mirror, and I'm like, that was theirs. And she was like, oh, dear. And I looked down at the road and there's like the, the back of her wing mirror yeah. has come off and clattered across the road. So she had to pick that up. 
And and she's like, oh, did you know who it is? I said, yeah, I do. But I don't like him, so don't worry about it, love. I won't tell anyone if you don't. She gets in her car and drives off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him because they've parked over Christmas. They parked were up they outside the our house. they the ones that parked outside your house last week? Yes. Yeah, okay. And over Christmas, they were parked up there for eight days. They eight didn't days move their car. They didn't move it at all. Parked right outside my fucking front door. And I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like I had my mum and sister over for Christmas dinner and they had to walk around the car and it's just like, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's annoying when I have to do it. But when someone else does it, and they live down in the fucking cul-de-sac. Yeah. So I was like, no, I love Fuck them. Take, take, the, take the other one off if you want. I've got a hammer in here. Have, <laughs> they parked it, have they parked outside your house ever since? Oh, yeah, they were there yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> I was half expecting to see them today and then yeah. just be like super late because I'd have to drive all the way around again and go park somewhere else. But... <laughs> And this concludes the old man moaning, old men moaning about cars portion of today's podcast. Come on, <laughs> like we we don't really ever talk about masculine things like cars. So today we this is true. We're bringing a masculine. In. I was able to give someone advice on a car I, on on Facebook. Yes, um, cars should have four wheels. They they need all four. Well, technically five. Five because steer, steery steery. I realised as I was saying. <laughs> um, no, no. I was, I was saying I was doing my my yeah. headlight, and someone posted in one of the the, the Yeti groups. They were like, I found this uh, on on in the car park, like by my car. Is this off my car, or is this from someone else's? And it's dropped. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to go. I was able to go. Yes, that's the back of your headlight cover. You need to reach in here, put that on, and screw it back on, and make sure it clicks into place this time. Because clearly, when the bulb was replaced, it didn't. And so I was manly. like, I felt more pubes yeah. growing in as I was typing. So I was like, manly. boom. Check you had to me out. Whip your top up to see if you had a. a- a little hair on your nipple. I, I had a mum tattoo appear momentarily on my bicep. I went down split stairs. There was a Stella in the fridge. I smacked Amy. Oh, it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I had to go down Lab. I got halfway to Labbrooks to make a bet before, you know, I recovered myself enough. <laughs> yeah, before I realised I'm just a, a little beta sissy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go down, put put a few bob on the GGs, And yeah. then I was like, no, no, what the fuck? A few bob on the GGs. <laughs> That's masculine. That's what men do. I don't know. All, all our American listeners are just like, fuck's sake, what does few bob on the G <laughs> Off to Google. <laughs> <laughs> just urban dictionary, everything we say. <laughs> Can we talk about Will? Wasn't that a film? <laughs> Can we talk about someone else? What's, Can we talk what's about eating Will? Will? <laughs> just want to know why you brought him into my life. <laughs> I felt that the two of you, you would be like, I was going yeah. to say pinky and the brain, but you're both pinkies. No, we're like oil and water. We should never mix. <laughs> but you do. And when you do mix oil and water, you get such nice patterns. Oh, it's a fucking stalker. <laughs> I've never known. Oh, I, had, <laughs> I had a girlfriend for 16 years. Didn't text me as much as Will text me. Oh, you want to Messages be your me. friend. Which is fine. But if he wants to be my friend, respect my wishes. Ignore me. <laughs> Leave me to my hermit life. Stop trying so desperately hard to get my attention. Uh, I have to say, I know I said this in the chat group, but you, the, your your relationship, the two of you, makes me ill. <laughs> you're like you're like you know when you see shots from like pride marches and stuff back back in the pre-COVID times. Oh, okay. And there would be some old granny with holding a leash of like some old boy crawling around on all fours doing the doggy thing. Um, yeah, that's that's basically you two. Which one am I though? I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem. I 
I think you would like to think you're the one holding the lead, but I think you're both in dog mode, both holding each other's leads and sniffing each other's asses as you walk around in circles. It's like a crazy... <coughs> it's like it's crazy Ouroboros of, of masculine fetishism. I'm like one pointless article away from getting a fucking court injunction. Just, he's trying just to get a job. He's going for me. your job, mate. Oh, there you go. Toilet paper ghost there, just opening my. I, I don't door. think so. I did consider that at one point that you, that you might want to be the new Reggie, but quite frankly, I think he's an acolyte of yours, and he's trying to get to you through me. Because <laughs> let's look at it, right? I am like I've I've had to start like muting him for thirty days at a time on Facebook because you know. Oh, you don't have to. He goes into Facebook jail so often. Yeah, I just keep him muted now. I, just, <laughs> I, I just don't see anything. He's going to love this, you know, because he's now going to get tagged on all the posts for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is now an actual subject of the pod. Not by me. I, I'm not encouraging him <laughs> at all. No, I'm encouraging him. <laughs> but, like, I, I like I, I did actually go and look the other day. I, I muted him for about, five, like, two minutes. <laughs> and I went and looked, and I was like, right, he's into cosplaying. He's into video games. He's into being like just some weird shit poster. And he's into Warhammer. And he's into Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and then Dungeons and Dragons as well. <laughs> I'm like, look at all these things. I'm into none of oh, them. Wait a minute. Is he trying to replace me? I don't know. I think he's trying to get to you through me. No, I think he's trying to he's trying to worm his way in. He's not trying to replace you. He's after my job. Will, come on. <laughs> I am not interested in cosplay, in fucking Warhammer, in video games. Why are we or anything. <laughs> Rooney's the one you want. Send him the, the fucking dick pics and the, and all the other bullshit. Not me. The right? links to the, uh, the the leather leash sets on Amazon. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I don't want to buy anything on your wish list. It's all creepy. You're creepy. Just fuck Rooney oh, and get it over and done I can't with, wait right? To see him at the next event. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! It's just it's so stressful. I can't go. I can't, I can't go for five minutes without my phone buzzing. I guarantee when I pick up my phone in a minute to get articles, there'll be some kind of like leather gimp article sent to me <laughs> with a winky emoji. It's just it's. Oh the only good thing he's brought to my life is Rachel. Aside from that, nothing. Oh, and she turns God. out she's a fucking furry. Why are we attracting these fucking weirdos? Oh, yes. <laughs> what do we do? I mean, she's got a whorehouse and a fucking fur- furry <laughs> outfit. What? Have you listened to our podcast? It's like flies to shit, mate. And we, we are the big steaming pile of poop. Well, I do not cosplay. I do not like Warhammer. Just go off the room. It's all the front, man. It's all the front. He's 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 deeply into this sort of stuff. He's just hiding it. Why do you think we've been friends for like 20 years? What's that called? What, the Aquila? Yes, Aquila. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I cosplay in my gimp outfit with a giant white Aquila on the back. He's got he's got a big he's got a big Imperial Aquila across his arse cheeks. Yeah. Don't ask to see the eagle's eye though, yeah? Alright, well we've we gotta be gotta be real for two seconds. No matter how much you call me Senpai, I will never notice you. Oh, you've just given him a full-on boner there. You could cut glass of his nipples right now. You whispered it and everything. You have a wife and kids. <laughs> they deserve your attention. I don't. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's Tino I really feel, really feel sorry, for, sorry for. Yeah, look it. Yeah. He's either fucking shitposting, dressing up, or getting new jobs. Congratulations, by yeah, the congratulations, way. Congratulations, by the way, on like, that. Where's the family time? I mean, family time is overrated, mate. You live with them. That's why that's more have, than enough. Why get married and have kids if you don't want to have a why family? Do you think, why do you think? Why don't you live my life? Why do you think I set all this up so I don't have to go downstairs and spend any more family time? I'm up here. Everything I need is here. I've even got energy drinks stashed around. Oh, does that mean that that bag down there is full of all your sex toys? No, it's dirty socks. <laughs> dirty socks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, some of them been there so long, you could use them as boomerangs, mate. <laughs> Stinky white boomerangs. I only wear black socks, though. <laughs> Broken him again, guys. <laughs> that's not a car breaking down outside. That's that's him struggling to breathe. <laughs> the moral of this story is, will never fuck a horse. Rooney's the one you want. <laughs> Not me. No, he already knows me. He's met me. That's why he thinks he can supplant me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was right. I was right. Fucking Will's messaged me again. <laughs> Fuck my life. Senpai, look at my wish list. Yeah. You sure it's not uh, just more pictures of the whorehouse from Rachel? I want them. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> What I don't want is the picture of Will in fucking leather chaps. It's probably actually some, probably a message from Amy just going, for fuck's sake, can you two be quiet if you're going to swear so much? <laughs> Keep it down. Let me... Ch- actually, no, my phone is literally buzzing right now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Will, you have just outed yourself, mate, because, yeah, we've oh, both just got a message on our phone. <laughs> come on, Will. No matter how many times you write notice me on your butt cheeks, I'm never going to notice you. Stop it! No one needs to see that. Posting that in the Space Monkey chat—that was a—that was a bold move, mate. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck!" That was for Reggie. <laughs> delete, delete, delete! I don't think I've actually heard that song. Anyway, I'm gonna stop checking my WhatsApp and, and my Discord. Got people asking me about D and D this evening. Right. So we started today's episode with a ye oldie. It's in- probably worth mentioning we're already an hour in, so. Fuck it. <laughs> trivia! Oh, we're going straight to trivia, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was going to take us to the stars for some alien uh, articles, but... <laughs> we can do that next week. We'll do that next Somehow week. Somehow we filled an hour with being grumpy old men and Will. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Will. <laughs> fuck you, Will. <laughs> You're the reason they're not getting to talk to you about aliens. And they're going to have to life. wait all seven days yeah. for that. Thanks, Will. Everybody tag Will in your, your yeah. sarcastic thanks. And if you're feeling like you need to take out your anger on Will, he enjoys spanking. So just, just you know, find some other way to get, do it. Get I've got battle. an idea. If you really, really want to punish Will, go buy a Judge Dredd action figure, film yourself burning it, and send it to him. <laughs> send it to him. Yeah, that's what you should do. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, now he sent me a fucking tribute. <laughs> Please don't slam things down yeah. on top of the MacBook, on top of my 3D printer. Especially not my very easily breakable phone. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> Jesus. iPhone 13s were not built to last. Sorry. <laughs> I won't do that again. So. <laughs> we really got in, like, method You really got into there. You were really channeling. You were deep in that character. So. 
Unfortunately, Will, it, well, he wasn't deep in you. <laughs> I mean, he can't be. Not with that little mushroom chode of his. But Don't, I told Rachel it's big. Oh, yeah, but... Oh, now you've out me as a fiction, liar. Fiction, reality, nobody knows on this podcast. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> and I'm on it. <laughs> There are times that like people send like posts like oh I can't believe when, when Rooney said this or when Reggie said this and I'm like sitting there racking my brain for ten minutes when like the fuck did we say yeah. that <laughs> it's just one big blur of smutty bullshit and I don't know what's going on anymore oh I mean, guys we are we are at this point I think this is this is episode. I'll take a moment. Right? This is episode 91. We are like fucking nine episodes away from 100 episodes, which triple is triple figures. That's, that's the insane. Like, I decided that we were going to obviously continue to do the pod somewhere between episode 15 and 20. And that's when I set myself the target of 100 episodes. <laughs> and if we do 100 episodes, I can I can say this venture was a success. It was a success. <laughs> We're nearly at the, the point of success. And then after that, I just, what do we do then? Then we just we have to just set new targets. It becomes right? an ASMR podcast. <laughs> we, just, we just take turns to blow each other each week. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 101 is just going to be bird impressions. <laughs> oh, we can't, we can't do ASMR of like blowing each other because, you know, Will will never leave us alone. <laughs> He'll just be there banging on the yeah. door. I have, to, I have to get Sheriff Gammon, Gammon in as a fucking bouncer. <laughs> you may be a sheriff, but I'm a I'm judge. A judge. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. Today on Celebrity Deathmatch, <laughs> touching style, Sheriff Gammon faces Judge Enzo. <laughs> In a no holds barred spankathon. I would not uh, until you said spankathon. I was going to yeah. say I would pay to see that. Right. However, the spankathon not so much because I can imagine, especially with Sheriff Gammon, um, the ripples. It'd be like a fucking lava lamp, a gammon coloured lava lamp. <laughs> oh, uh, no one needs to see that, mate. No. Do you remember? Oh, do you remember on The Simpsons? There's an episode where <laughs> they say to Homer like. I'm going to like <laughs> poke you in the flab and we're going to see how long it lasts for it to go away. <laughs> and he's just like, does it? And he just keeps going and going. He's like, whoa, watch that flabber fly or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the image I got in my head when you're talking about Sheriff Gammon. <laughs> waves rippling around him. Have you seen Sheriff Gammon lately? Because I haven't seen him. In all the weeks I come around it, I've not seen him. Um, I've seen his missus. I see his missus quite a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, she loves it in the pooper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she takes her dogs out for a walk like oh, okay. three, or, no, three or four times a fucking day. He lets he lets a lone woman walk the streets of Harlow on her own without going with, with her as protection. That's because she totally wears the strap on in that house. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's definitely in charge. <laughs> I haven't seen him in ages. I, he normally does his shit during the day, and during the day I'm at work, yeah. so Fair I enough. don't normally see him. Um, I assume he's still alive. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why those dogs are so energetic. They've been living off of gammon for the last few weeks. Maybe, yeah. yeah you want to make sure that's why she's getting out and about, seeing, seeing if she can attract a younger man. She's trying to lure someone in. Sorry, love, you're not my type. Um, Will, <laughs> we'll get your number. <laughs> right. So the film this week. This is going to be a complete fucking tonal tonal shift here. Yeah, but like, if if you're if this is your first episode, get used to this. If yeah. it's not, 
Yeah, they're used, they're used to this fucking whiplash inducing. <laughs> At one point, we were going to go from ye olde English intro to aliens for free articles to <laughs> Catholicism. <laughs> We've just cut the aliens out. It's cut the aliens out straight yeah. from well, grumpy old men after the ye olde introduction. <laughs> grumpy old men will and <laughs> Catholicism and now Catholicism. Um, I did. I think I did really well in my notes because I avoided. I think almost entirely. <laughs> Ripping on religion. Ripping on religion. I focused I, on the I, film for its its artistic and film merits rather than the bullshit got, of Catholicism. Be, like before we actually get into the film, I'm watching this film and I'm like, this is dark. Mm-hmm. This is depressing. This is about fucking lung cancer. <laughs> for the most about part. about lung cancer. He's it's, really got lung cancer. It's like the age-old fight between devils and angels. And, you know, there's no nudity or gay vampires. Why the fuck is Rooney selecting this film to watch? I really like this film. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's one of my favourites, but it's one that I, I remember watching a few times the first time I saw it because yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, but I have to play this game now when I'm choosing things. Like, am I going to get some Rooney interaction <laughs> with this choice of film? <laughs> oh, or you just do like last week and just go like, yeah, you pick. Yeah, here's a selection. Here's a shortlist. You choose. It's easier. It's easier if I know that, like, you're excited about it before we sit down. <laughs> um, but like, if, if I'm playing this game, it's not scoring enough points on the Rooney chart for me <laughs> to choose it <laughs> on the Rooney interaction so, chart. This, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is this is this has opened some things up. Maybe I've judged my friend wrong all these years. Maybe. Yeah. Who knew? I like to throw in some curveballs every now and then. Instead of pervert. Oh yeah, God, yeah. I just, oh, it's got Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weisz. I mean, that's that's another sandwich I'd like to be the filling in. I thought it'd be Antonio and Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to be in the meat in their sandwich. I did realise. I I I I think I drool over. Not so much Keanu. He's not really my type. Did you grow your hair so Antonio can put it while he's blasting? We can take it in turns, mate. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we I can put both our hair in pigtails for when we're sixty-nine. <laughs> I have his pigtails. He has mine. Keanu's bosh, in the, bosh, bosh. Keanu's in the corner watching because he's hot wifeing you. <laughs> he's, he's in the corner with a platter of ham sandwiches ready for afterwards, ready for the intermission. If Amy and Cody left you, right, and you had no way of fixing that and they were gone forever, <laughs> and uh, Antonio Banderas asked you to be his hot wife. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, probably. I was I was thinking about this the other day. Not about that specifically. <laughs> I was stroking and I was thinking. And I was just I, I was at edging the other day and I was at hour three and I just started thinking. <laughs> I'd had my second hand sandwich of the seven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was on my third bottle of lube. I didn't want to go and get some more Watsits just yet. Yeah. <laughs> the orange smears on my dick were none too appealing. Um, but no, I was thinking, right? Cause, and this is why Will hangs around, right? And this is why Will yeah. hangs around. Yeah, this sort of weird fetishism. Um, there was a there was a mutual friend of ours, um, a certain troll, Tampax troll. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and was posted about his his uh, less than successful adventures in oh, dating yeah. apps and yeah. things. I just and, read it and I was like, yeah, I was here about ooh, six months ago. He keeps trying and he just, he's been very open about it on, on Facebook. He keeps yeah, recounting it and it's just like, I was just, I said to him, and I, I actually think it's probably true. If I were in his situation now, I wouldn't fucking bother. I, I would just, it would just be porn, video games, 
uh, and, and books, prostitute. basically. And then, yeah, when, when the need arose, it would be prostitute. a prostitute. Okay. Because I just... I can't be dealing with that whole dating thing, especially just, at my age, with my proclivities. No. Yeah, I just don't want to. I've got no interest in giving up. It's all about, like, I just don't want to compromise. I don't want, I don't want to deal with drama. I want to play the games. And then I don't want to get into a relationship because then that means I've got to compromise. And right now, I just don't care enough. He don't want to compromise. He works. Compromise. He does the podcast. He watches Super Bowl Sundays. Yeah, I just want to do me. I don't care. But I've wanted somebody... to do me for years, and apparently that's weird. <laughs> Wilk's been wanting to do you <laughs> for, for 91 weeks. <laughs> um, actually, I know there will come a time when I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> it's, time, it's time for some human, human interaction yeah. and a hug. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm just like, I, I'm, enjoying I totally, my, I'm enjoying having 100% control of my life. And I, I, don't I, I, reckon, I reckon that you and Richie should just get like a like a house, like a two-bedroom house somewhere together. I would happily share a house Just the two of you hermiting in a fucking yeah. house together. Yeah. That would be amazing. I'd, I'd rig the place with cameras and it would be like a big brother sort of thing. Oh, me and Richie, it'd be great because we probably only ever like say hi and bye. Yeah, you'd other. never actually talk. It would just be like... Dear 47 in the creepy fucker house. Do you know, like, style relationships implement, <laughs> like, date night as a way to bring the spark in? Well, I think me and Richie could have, like, Friday nights are, like, companion night. We go and meet in the so kitchen for 10 minutes and have a chat. We both go and sit in the living room together and, like, I don't know, we select a series and we watch one episode watch together. one episode and then just scurry back to your <laughs> yeah. room. Fist bump. And then we're back to our rooms. <laughs> Rich, if, if if by chance this is the one episode you're listening to, <laughs> I'm halfway there to my deposit. So, you know, <laughs> we can make this happen. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is one of the most insane tangents we've been off on a long time. I won't let Will come round. We, won't, we won't invite Will round. <laughs> Nobody invites Will round. Apart from Rachel, but she's insane anyway. Yeah, she's got a whole house. She's so. got a whole house. She gets him around to tidy up afterwards. <laughs> this is going to... Do you know about that one where I was making fun of her fiancé because I got a number? Yes. Yeah, I had to apologise for that. I, feel like I, can, I can imagine you did. I did wonder whether there would be any comeback from that. She takes me to say it was funny and I spent 10 minutes <laughs> apologising. <laughs> I feel that, like there's going to be some more apologies this week. Yeah. To her, not, this, not Will. Episodes like this are a real Will test. Will fucking deserves it. The, episodes like this Stalking are a real test of who amongst our listeners gets it. Yeah. Because the people that get it think it's funny. The people that don't are taking offence. Yeah. <laughs> Storm out of the space monkey group and never speak to us again. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh. Anyway. Shout out space monkey too. All jokes and all bullshit aside. Um, I saw what you were on Instagram last night. Man up. Chin up. Everything will be better. You're could be worse. Right. Mm. Could be worse. Could be a dead squid on your head. Oh, yeah, and this guy reckons he aced his fucking mental health first aider. Were you bumming? Were you being bummed by the St. John's person? Is that how you did it? No, Curtis isn't that way. We didn't ask about that. that way Put a wig on, everyone can be that way, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving hugs to all kinds of women, though. They were all, like, stressed. And I, I said to one of them, like, do you want a hug? And she said, yeah, so I hugged her. And then, like, two other women were like, I want a hug. 
So there I am in the little small canteen just hugging people to make them feel better. I'm not even a hugging kind of person. I fucking, pardon me. I fucking hate hugs. Oh, I know you hate hugs. Which I'm is why, why I'm going to start hugging you at the end of every episode from now on. I will I will straight up break that nose of yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd like you're fucking strong enough. Like, <laughs> I'll fucking try. <laughs> I'm just going to lock you in the bedroom with my dog. My nose <laughs> is like a shield of steel. <laughs> Right, okay, anyway. we can move on from Batfink because there's a reference nobody expected. <laughs> Did you get any trivia? I beg pardon? Have you got any trivia this week? I've got loads of trivia. Dude, let's go. In fact, I, this 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 week's trivia, I can't turn it because the, the cable's in the way, but this might be my longest trivia note ever. <sighs> Fucking hell, go. Right, so we... Elucidate the world. I, <laughs> I chose the film, as has been expounded upon quite extensively already. I chose the film this week. It's Constantine, the the Hollywood Keanu Reeves remake of the Hellblazer uh, comic books. Have you ever read a Hellblazer comic book? I've read two complete arcs so far. Oh, I've never read them. Are they good? Um, they are dark. Yeah. It's based in London in the eighties. Yeah, I, I I knew Hellblazer was like a British character, which is why I've, I was so kind of. You'll probably like it. It's dark. It's violent. Um, yeah, it's dark and violent. You'll like it. I'm assuming you got PDFs. <clears throat> Uh, CBRs. What CBR? I don't know what CBR. Uh, CBR it's, it's a it's a comic book format. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been, that's how I've been reading them on here. Do you want to put them in the? Um... I've already set up a a folder on there which currently contains Moon Knight and Hellblazer. Oh, okay. All the stuff I've got. I've, I'm just waiting for it to finish synchronizing, and I was going to shoot you the link over. Awesome. <laughs> See, I'm way ahead yeah. of you. <laughs> I've got three days off. I can read them all. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right. So it was released 18th of February 2005. Ooh. I was pretty spot on with my reckoning for this one. Yeah. It's about the time I... 2005 was about the time I thought it was. Yeah. I knew it wasn't recent. I knew it wasn't super old. So no. It's kind of in that in that ballpark. Uh, it was directed by Francis Lawrence. Yeah. Of I Am Legend and The Hunger Games Catching Fire fame. Fuck's sake. Yeah. No, I just remembered you told me there was a... In credit scene. Yeah. And I you didn't watch it, did you? No. Okay. Well, it's okay. I remember what it was. It's a really short scene. Okay. Um... Based on John Constantine by Alan Moore, Stephen R. Bissett, Rick Veitch, and John Tottleben. Uh, if uh, once you say the, the name Alan Moore, I'm like, yeah, I'm reading that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, as soon as I get home. <laughs> uh, starring Keanu Reeves, Rachel Weiss, Shia LaBeouf, Tilda Swinton, Pruitt Taylor Vince, Jimon Honsu. I'm apologizing if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I spent two days trying to figure out how to say it. Uh, Gavin Rostow and Peter Stormare. Do you um, where do you fall on Shia LaBeouf? Because some people think he's a crazy lunatic, and some people think he's like you know a good actor. He's a crazy lunatic. I mean, Shia LaBeouf basically plays the, the same character in in every film. I like that. If you've seen if you've seen uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah, um, you've seen Shia LaBeouf. I've you've seen his that. his acting. I've repressed that entire film. Yeah, he basically plays the same character in this. The plucky, the plucky youngster, plucky sidekick. upstart youngster, sidekick, sidekick, yeah. I quite like Charlotte Booth. <clears throat> I don't actively dislike him. No. Have you seen that song about Charlotte Booth? No. Uh, I will, I will share that on the socials because okay. it's fucking hilarious. I think he was woefully underused in this film. I think they should have actually given him something to this do. This was fairly early on in his yeah, his big movie career, so he was still. I mean, if you look at him, he, he looks about twelve. He's, he looks so young. They put him in a flat cap to make him look older. Yeah. Which. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Peaky Blinder in here with his flat cap. Um, Have you ever seen that? 
What, Peaky Blinders? No. No, I mean, it's not my, not my kind of thing. No, my mum became obsessed with it, and then Christmas came and I got a flat cap. <laughs> Which I have to admit, I get compliments. People keep telling me it suits me. So it does. It, suits if you'd more. asked me, I wouldn't have said it would. Yeah, but... it suits me way more than the baseball cap. So yes, I think I'm replacing oh, the God, baseball yeah. caps. Yeah. Um. So budget of seventy five million US dollars. Box office two hundred and thirty point nine million US dollars. Okay, so two hundred and five point nine. No. Yeah. Seventy five million US dollars. Mm-hmm. Made two hundred and thirty. Oh, sorry, so one hundred and fifty-five point <laughs> yeah. nine. I was like, my math, math is not my strong suit, and I know that's wrong. The minute I'm like, I'm good at maths and nothing else, I can't get anything yeah, right. You, yeah, you jinxed yourself. Well, well <laughs> and look at those figures. It's like, why has there never been a sequel? It's like I become like number dyslexic. If you're telling me, <laughs> if it was written in front of me, I'd get it straight away. But the minute I have to hear you tell me, I get. <laughs> Number dyslexic. Oh, God. I've lost count the amount of times I've read it out. You've tried to do the maths yeah. and lent round the screen to read the numbers while I'm just listening. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's obvious, is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder why there's never been a sequel. Keanu Reeves is up for a sequel. He said numerous times he'd like to play John Constantine again. I'm wondering yeah. if it's a licensing thing. Yeah, but you would... I know it's, it's DC Vertigo is, mm. the, is the imprint, which is the imprint that has 90% of my favourite comic books on yeah. it. But... Um, it could be that it's just... Actually, I don't know. Because in today's day and age where comic book films are fucking a billion dollars every time well, you release they, they one. They did a Constantine show, didn't they? On the CW. Yeah. That, was that it, got like was two that Const- seasons or yeah, something. Yeah, it was. Constantine. It was literally called Constantine. And it was It was an actual English guy. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he showed up at one point in Arrow. I yeah, yeah. He then it. showed up in yeah. Arrow and in Flash, Legends of Future Past Legends or whatever it's tomorrow. called. Yeah, oh, he's actually a, a regular cast member on... Yeah. Yeah, I'll stop watching Legends of Tomorrow. I only know this through the internet. I've never watched any of them. Because it was it, got, <laughs> it jumped the shark after about two episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, that's why I'm wondering if maybe it's a licensing thing. So yeah. there's, they're, they're tied into various bits like that. So they can't, the studio can't get hold of it and make a big film out of it. I think, actually, <coughs> when you, yeah, now I think about it. I know a lot of people love the guy that does it in the show. They do, and yes. he's English and he's got this whole like take on it. So I mentioned maybe this to a friend just of mine don't yesterday. Want to give it to Keanu. I said about I was doing this film uh, yeah. yesterday to a friend of mine. Uh, no, on Friday, uh, and he said, "Oh, you mean the boring version of it?" I was like, "What?" And it was like, "Yeah, if you've not seen the show on the CW, blah blah blah, they got the characterization all wrong for this." I was like, "Well, they didn't get it spot on, but the character that I said the guy was originally English, based on fucking Sting, and yeah. it was an hat, and that doesn't sell in Hollywood." So it was like, "Oh, really?" And then he was telling me all about like the, the CW version and what have you. But yeah, okay. I have read. I've read a couple of comments. I can't tell you what they are. I think one of them might be Swamp Thing. I think he turns up in yeah, one that's, of the that's Alan his Moore, first appearance. In, yeah, in one of the Alan yeah. Moore Swamp Things, and the character in the comic book is really, really cool. Mm. And then, yeah, which, yeah, I guess I probably had the same takeaway, which is like, oh, this isn't. What yeah, I was apparently expecting. DC seemed to have settled on the the, the series version, yeah. the TV series version, being the version they're running with. I did read. I read an article yesterday. It's like, are we is our films and cinema in general? kind of falling apart and losing its luster now because people are more into long-form TV shows. And mm. and I was just like, I don't know, because I do love a good film. I yeah. really do. I'm At first, I was like, I love these new TV shows where they've got yeah. like 12 episodes to tell these major stories. Yeah. All the characters have like real character arcs and all this stuff. And at this point in time, I'm like, 
just want to sit down and watch a film for two hours. That's the thing. And have it completed. You, and if you're watching away a series, satisfied. you've either got to give over like a whole day to watch it. Yeah. Or, you know, you spread it out. I'm watching The Witcher at the moment. Okay. Is it, season two of that. Is it worth watching? It's so good. Yeah. And I, I, I loved The Witcher 3 video game. Uh, I loved the books so much that I went out and bought the first two for Amy, even though I already owned them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just so that she could have her own copies to read. Um, and I put off watching this for ages because Amy and I were going to watch it together. Yeah. Um, but it's it's massively inappropriate to watch with the child around. Okay. And, it just never works out. And the other day I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. I'm watching it on my lunch break. Because so, so child's right. at school and that. So, and it's so good. Henry so, Cavill is, he is Geralt, basically. He has captured it perfectly. He's the Witcher, right? He's the Witcher, yeah. Does a secondary character from another show come in halfway through the season and take over? No. I might enjoy it then. No, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's actual you know, characters from this episode Ash, this season I admit I, this is one of the things that Ash told me to watch so eventually at one yeah. point I was going to sit down and watch it it is really good but now I, but now you've told me as well so I but the thing is it. it's like they're all, they're all an hour long I think the first episode is actually just over an hour yeah. but they're all like an hour long so it takes time right yeah you've got like is it 10 episodes in the first season what I find it's like the third season on its way so it's like it's a big big investment and sometimes what I'm beginning to find with these shows is that because they got so much time and because every character has an arc and it's all fucking, a lot of them really good mm. storytelling. You really need to remember a lot of information. Yeah, you do. It's not like watching a sitcom or watching a soap where you can just not watch it for four days, put it on and go, Oh, I'm guessing this person broke up with that person and yeah. that person has been sat from their job and cool. And I'm up to date. Yeah, we're off. Like a lot of the time, if I watch it and then I can't watch it for another week, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm there's there's something so going. What the fuck's happened? Gone, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I will do it. Well, it's like last uh, I've I've started a rewatch of all the Star Trek films. Yeah. Um, I watched the motion picture last month. Yeah. Really wish I hadn't bothered. Um, but I was like, no, I've only seen that like twice before. Yeah. I think so. I, was, I sat through that. Yesterday, I watched Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Um. That's as good as I remember it. Um, yeah. And I'm like, sometimes you just want to sit down and spend like an hour and a half, two hours yeah. watching something. Bosh, done. That's yeah, it. It's, it's a neat little... Done, resolved, and you can, at the end, you turn it off, walk turn away. Turn it off, and yeah. That's fine. Uh, but Sometimes yeah. I don't have 12 hours. You need to... a bit of both. I think that's the I thing. You, you can't go... Give the take. Studios seem to go one way or the other. They're either like, no, everything must be movies, yeah. or no, everything you is just, TV shows. You just got to look at Star Wars. At one point, there was like four different trilogies being planned and yeah. having release dates, and everybody that was anybody had a trilogy. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, they've all disappeared, and it's just John and Dave just doing... 87 different shows because yeah, it's all one TV show shows worked and, it's like, and they went yeah we'll scrap all that we'll scrap all shows that now. everything shows from now people seem, like, to, people, people seem to appreciate you've got to mix it up because you know the, 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 the films they're the big tentpole thing they're yeah. the big banner flagship for whatever's going on but your TV shows they're almost your, your meat and your, your sort your of meat, meat and bread potatoes, yeah. meat and potatoes they keep you going sort of yeah. thing um, like for me like especially with Star Wars Star Wars films are an event I go, yeah. I go, I pay money, I sit in the cinema. Yeah, they're a it's big, exciting. worldwide, a big global thing. The shows are piped directly into my house. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's less of an event and more of a, oh, this will keep me going till the next one. Yeah. yeah. And they're the sort of thing, you know, you can pump out seven episodes of a series. Yeah. 
And for seven weeks, you've got people hanging on, yeah. sort of thing. You can't do seven films no. in a row. You can't do one film every week or anything like that. So it's like you need to balance the two of them. Yeah. But, yeah, they don't seem to have grasped that yet. Balance. Balance. Brings in us all right things. right back to today's film. Right back to today's film, which goes on about balance quite a lot. I'd give you props, but I don't think you meant that. I did. I totally <laughs> planned that. That was all planned out from the beginning. Oh, okay, she can have some props. <laughs> Uh, the character of John Constantine was introduced by comic book writer slash creator Alan Moore whilst writing Swap Thing, first appearing there in June 1985. In 1988, the character was given his own comic book title, Hellblazer, published by DC Comics. However, following his negative experience with From Hell in 2001 and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen 2003, <sighs> both of which are films I really enjoy. I like From Hell. I think I've only seen about First third of League of Extraordinary. It's not amazing. It's a DC film, so, you know, (laughs) temper your expectations. But I really enjoy both of them. Okay. I rewatched League of Extraordinary Gentlemen six months ago or so, um, just for shits and giggles, because it's an enjoyable film to watch. But uh, after the negative experience he had with those two films, uh, Moore decided to reject all money and credit from Hollywood on any adaptations of his work. Thus, he gave all the money he would have gotten for this film to the artist who drew the character with him and rejected his own created by credit from the film entirely. Oh, because he, he, yeah, he did that on a lot of films. Didn't yeah. We talked about this on V for Vendetta. Yeah. And He's just basically so sick of Hollywood fucking yeah. things up for him that he doesn't have anything to do with it, which, fair enough. Fair enough. It'd be nice to be in that situation. It's a nice problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. He's a magician now, anyway. So Is he? Have you never... Oh, we're going to have to cover it. There's a documentary. It's only about an hour long. It's Alan Moore, Magician, I think it's called, or something like that. And basically he talks about how he's a magician, but uh, creativity is magic. And so all this stuff, it's really good. <laughs> that sounds like but an inspirational poster. He looks fucking... like he's, he like he's like it's, <laughs> he talks about his life as well. It's like a kind of biography plus yeah. like I am a magician and this is what magic is. But like he looks out, of, he looks at like out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that openly admits to being a magician is out of it. Yeah, but that's really fascinating. Though. You should. We'll, we'll find. I'll find it. I'll yeah. find where it's streaming. I haven't seen it in years, but it's really good. <laughs> now, the look of hell yeah. in this film was based on old footage of nuclear tests, okay. specifically the sudden shockwave immediately after the blast that disintegrated anything in its path. Yeah. Hence the constantly disintegrating, crumbling landscape. I have to admit, like, <clears throat> effects-wise, it's slightly dated, but I, I do love the idea that hell is Earth. Like, mm. it's like a dimensional thing. Yeah. Right? So, because when he first goes to hell, and I'm like, he's just walking around Earth, there's all these crash cars, cars <laughs> and stuff. But, like, once they explain what is going on, I was just like... I really like that. Mm. And I really like the look of hell and like the feeling and the tone of it. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I particularly like it. For me, around this time was where film special effects kind of hit the sweet spot yeah. for me because they aren't, they weren't like super advanced like they are now where you can't tell the fucking difference yeah. uh, until you, the only way you can tell it is that's absolutely physically impossible. Yeah. So that has to be special effects. But they also weren't so clunky and, yeah. and green screeny sort of. I think this was this is a good time where I mean the balance of special mm. effects in this film are done so well that they leave space for a story. Yes. 
So, like, the special effects are good, but it's not, look what we can do. It's not Michael Bay, is it? No. It's it's a narrative-driven film, and the special effects are... Okay, the narrative says, right, we're in hell. Okay, we we get to have fun here. Let's let's cry hell. Not, okay, let's write a narrative where we're basically every shot is a special effect, just so we can show (laughs) what we can do. Yeah, it's not a a sizzle reel, is it? Yeah, no. Which, again, studios, we don't don't need to see special effects sizzle reels. We've Mm. all seen Transformers, Dark of the Moon... Nobody was impressed. I am. Shh. No That's the third others. one, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck knows it's one. I, of them. I saw the first one and I thought, that's, that's like, yeah, not okay, bad. Okay. That's not bad. I have no idea what was going on most of the time because all the bits of the robots yeah. look exactly the same. But that's not bad. I can watch that. That that wasn't a waste of time. Then I watched the second one, and admittedly, within fifteen minutes, I was just like, "This is not for me." No. But I was really like, "This is not for me." When there were two Jamaican. Um, All the Jamaican robots. The Jamaican robots. And the, the, like, the, the Decepticon it. testicles. Yeah. yeah. Just not, no. Yeah. I, I, so I didn't watch the third one. <clears throat> I didn't watch the third one. I know one. I said or I'm quite judgmental. <laughs> I'm not very judgmental idea. But I will judge you if you like Transformers films. <laughs> you are no longer allowed to be a part of my life. <laughs> yeah, you can no longer listen to this podcast yeah. if you like the Transformers movies. Um, although apparently Bumblebee is amazing. Oh, yeah, because Amy it's and about, Cody. probably about one Transformer. It is. a proper narrative. It is. Yeah. Uh, Amy, Amy took uh, Cody to see it the other year when it came out. They went up yeah. to the cinema to watch it. And they've both been on at me since to watch it because okay. apparently it's really, really good. Um, Can you really but, trust them, though? I mean, she loved, they both love you, so their taste is Oh, their taste is shots off. fired coming from the loveless individual <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> the, sp- <laughs> the Spear of Destiny prop. Also, okay. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the one I've got in the bedroom made of uh, rubber. The Spear of Destiny prop <laughs> is the same one as was used in Hellboy back in 2004. Fuck you, I've got, I've, now I've got, I've got visions of you being strapped to a makeshift crucifix, <laughs> screaming, spear me, Amy. Spear, spear me, me, Longina, spear me. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's dressed as a Roman. She's dressed as a Roman centurion. Prodding my arsehole with this this rubber spear on the end of a broom handle. I'm paying for your sins. <laughs> it's not a crown of thorns. It's just a crown of Sasha Day Sasha Gray DVDs around my head. <laughs> my crown of pawns. <laughs> all right, all right. Ah, oh, Catholicism. Um, That's one of my hashtags this week. What? Hashtag crown of pawns. <laughs> I need to write it down so I forget. <laughs> Um, yeah, you just keep talking. Yeah, I'll just keep talking. Uh, after filming, Keanu Reeves bought the holy shotgun prop and gave it to director Francis Lawrence as a gift. Really? Which is pretty cool. I would I would very much like that, actually, because it's really cool. I'd like to have that hanging on the wall. I, I have to admit. I mean, like... I'd you... take it to ghost hunts and just turn up with that. <laughs> yeah. Where's the ghosties? <laughs> See how quickly I got escorted off the premises. For someone that's so aggressively and overwhelmingly anti-religion, you're like, yeah, I want a gun that's basically just a big cross. It's a big cross. It looks good. I, I get right. more confused every time I sit down to do this podcast. I, I have... I have... I have complicated yeah. views when it comes to to religion and Catholicism in particular because I love the whole Abrahamic religion stuff the heaven the hell the demons oh, all of that shit the I love the and yeah the, the imagery the, myth, the mythology yeah. all of that I absolutely I think love I it. said once before like I'm not religious but if I had to choose one it would be Catholicism it would probably be Catholicism because it just seems the, the most and yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like I really like that sort of 
thing and the whole idea of heaven and hell and the demons, I mean, it doesn't make sense because you go back to pre, pre like Catholicism yeah. and it's like, what? So all of those people there, they were all just wrong and yeah. they didn't know about heaven and hell and God because they kept it a big secret. No, it's yeah. bullshit. Um, so the pagan gods weren't actually gods then. Only your gods. Only are your real. gods are real. Yeah. What about okay. there's some guys in that place that's very very sandy and they got a god. Is, is is that, is that, is that the no, right one? That's, that's your one. Oh, They're just okay. doing it. Okay, right. Um, yeah, so I love all of that yeah. bullshit. I mean, this thing is bullshit, but it's a really engaging form yeah. of bullshit. Um, I find it very entertaining. Hence the podcast. Hence the podcast. That's what our podcast and is. All of the, engaging all of the, bullshit. All of the costumes and the set dressing and all of that, yeah. the pomp and oh, ceremony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that, that's the one. It's the pomp and the ceremony. And yeah, it's the, having a the shotgun in the form of the crucifix made of gold. Like, it's like, come I, on. I feel bad for just normal Christians that go to church. <laughs> and just one guy in a black shirt with a white collar <laughs> telling you the same bullshit story you had last Drinking week. Drinking lukewarm tea yeah. and giving you fucking stale biscuits. But if it's you go to Catholic the church, they're all wearing dresses. Then and they're like, condemning you to yeah. the hellfire. Eat the body of Christ. Drink the blood of Christ. Exactly. And I'm like, that—that's the kind of that's religion what I, I want. A little bit of fire in their bellies. Yeah. Um, I might find a Catholic church nearby. We should and just, just attend a couple. Would, we should do an, ep- an episode yeah, on I it. I was going to say we should go and secretly, <laughs> secretly, secretly record us two at a Catholic ceremony. We just may, screaming as we cross the threshold. Yeah, the Catholic Defamation League may come after us, but hey, you know, all, no exposure is bad exposure. Exactly. Unless it's really cold, in which case it needs to go black and fall off. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was actually a triple entendre there. Yeah. but um, Okay, anyway, in an AV Club interview, it was revealed Peter Stormare came up with his own costume design for the appearance of Lucifer. Oh, okay. The off-white linen suit with tar dripping down from his feet are specifically mentioned in the interview. The producer and director had initially wanted, and I quote... Leather trousers, bare-chested, a dog collar with spikes, and tattoos over Stormare's face and chest. Yeah, because you can't get any more cliched <laughs> and fucking <sighs> predictable than that. Can exactly. You? It's like... Oh, he's the devil. He's going to be a deviant. Let's dress him he's up gonna like he's going to look like, like an 80s metal, hair metal yeah. fucking guitarist. He's going to look like Matey from fucking School of Rock. He's going to look like Rob Halford <laughs> with just less cocks in his mouth, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I I like this this interpretation of Lucifer because yeah, me too. He's, it's I like it's quite suit. subtle. Yeah, this the white suit as well. It's like the complete juxtaposition between the devil and then the white, which you would expect from God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very nice portrayal of. Well, I say nice. It's oh, a he's very wearing the white. Portrayal. He's like the devil. He's wearing the white suit. Then John Constantine, who's like fighting on behalf of heaven's wearing a black wearing suit. A black suit. Like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Um, the original Titer, a Titer. The original title, Hellblazer, was changed because it was too similar to Hellboy, released the year before. The films were scheduled to be released within a short space of time between them, and it was decided that having such similar titles would hurt the sales of tickets because moviegoers is dumb. Hellboy comes out first and was like, oh, Hellblazer, is this a sequel? It's a sequel, and then they're like, where's where's Hellboy? This is all about fucking God. I want Ron Perlman. Um, when the possessed girl crawls on the ceiling early in the film, oh, yeah. she says, Patein Natin Sila. This is Tagalog, or Filipino, uh, and the phrase means, we'll kill them all. Translated. Oh, okay, I get that. That's cool. It would have been better if she said... Um, the mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, 
<laughs> she's in Filipino, she should say something like, this does not contravene the trademark <laughs> of the exorcist. <laughs> Other possessions are available. Yeah. Um, the Nazi flag used to wrap the Spear of Destiny was destroyed after shooting to prevent it from falling into the hands of neo-Nazis. Do you know, at flea markets all across America, you people were still sending Nazi memorabilia. Yes. I mean, let's face it, (laughs) current-day America is basically the fourth Reich. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to use my very, very first note because we're on the subject. Mm -hmm. If the Nazis had the Spear of Destiny, surely they would have won World War II. Depends how they used it. Well, personally, (laughs) if I'm in charge of the Third Reich, which would obviously never happen... I'd give it to one person, I'd put it in their pocket, and they would just run, <laughs> just run. through the middle of the opposition. <laughs> so they all just drop dead next to them, like the poor cows did in this one. Yeah. It's, it's never really expounded on, like, whether whether that's entirely down to the spear itself or whether that's hell is playing something around that because obviously hell wants the spear. Yeah. So have they given him those powers? Or is it the spear that's giving him those yeah. powers? And it's like I do like I do like the link to the Nazis though, because the Nazis were obviously obsessed with the, the occult, were. and the occult was the way that they were going to win the war. <laughs> that was how they yeah. were going to do it, and yeah, they they done goofed because so I like that little callback. The the BPRD got involved yeah. and uh, and shut that shit down. Yeah, now, there's a reference a lot of people won't get. I um, yeah, I do what, like yeah. that rule. Yeah, I got reference. it right, didn't I? I got yeah. the acronym right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I've lost my track of notes. Here we go. Originally, Tarsum Singh was attached to direct okay. with Nicolas Cage to star as John Constantine. Adam, shock me. He's a <laughs> major comic book fan. Is he? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. yeah. I didn't know that. It makes he, sense. He was meant to be in Superman at one yes, point. Yes. That was his dream yeah. job. Then I guess he was linked to this. And then eventually he got to be in Kick-Ass, which I think was the... Like he was like, <laughs> and in Kick Ass, he plays like a comic book obsessed yeah. character. Yeah, dresses Batman. So I think that was <laughs> that was probably the best role of his life. But yeah, yeah perfectly summed it up. He's a com- he's obsessed with um, comic books. However, the director said that with Cage, I cannot make the film that I had wanted to. Okay. Soon after Singh left the picture, Cage did as well. Yeah. So clearly, that was a very one sided relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Spear of Destiny is also known as the Spear of Longinus. Yeah. Longinus was the name of the centurion who used the spear to pierce Christ's side during the crucifixion fable. Yeah. Um, just in case anyone knows, it's also a big double-pronged giant spear in uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Do you think where in, I learned about it. In Will's ultimate sexual fantasy, he takes Amy's place. He's dressed as a Roman. <laughs> he is centurion Longinus. He spears you. <laughs> I don't know. I think he'd like to be Steve. While you cosplay as Christ. While I cosplay as Christ. Or just some, some the DVDs around my head and a if, dirty towel around my waist. If he ever posts like, my new costume, Roman, Roman <laughs> you know. If he ever posts that, I'm taking out a fucking restraining order, getting an injunction against him. Um, in the comic book Hellblazer, on which the film is based, the character of John Constantine is from Liverpool, England, and is drawn to look like the singer Sting. Yeah. In the film, the character is from Los Angeles, California. In obviously the USA, I don't know why they felt necessary to put that in there. Uh, it's widely believed that the change was made specifically for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. The truth is, the original script retained his nationality, but got no response from producers. So the writer changed him to an American, and the squi- uh, script quickly gained attention. Of course, it did. Americans don't want to. 
No one's going to understand Scouse. I mean, when I read Hellblazer, I read him as a Cockney. Yeah. Because too. the way he's written yeah. comes across much better as a Cockney than as a Scouse. Yeah. Calm down, Beelzebub. <laughs> Don't be giving me no aggro, mate. Chicken. <laughs> I can't be fighting. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, clearly not. That was just you flapping your arms about in a Liverpudlian manner. Desperately going to make some joke about all they, all they do is uh, steal cars and not. <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't be doing no exorcisms. i got to rob me mate's metro. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> i got to go down pick up me gyro. <laughs> Calm down. Going to go and bet on the GGs at the bookies. <laughs> got a couple of bob. Got a couple of bob. <laughs> Sorry to any Liverpudlians listening. You're now there alongside the rednecks <laughs> and the Russians in being offended by my impressions. <laughs> we are. We will happily do a live touching in Liverpool anytime you want to stay. Yeah, well, I'm sure we can lay on. Some we love the Beatles. We love the Beatles. We love the Beatles. Yeah. Um and Chechen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop now. I'll stop now. <laughs> we will both get perms and dodgy tracksuits if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's... No, that's a fire hazard, those fucking tracksuits. Uh, shell, uh, shell suits. Shell suits. That's what I asked the name. Shell suit, fucking hell. I'll get a perm and a shell suit. Just pay me enough. Yeah. Um, yeah the, <laughs> director Francis Lawrence stuck to his guns on the project, not wanting to succumb the temp- temptation to pull a love story out of a very dark film. Yeah. Rachel Weiss admitted that she wanted to get kissed by Keanu Reeves. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. And there were a couple of times where it seemed that a kiss was going to happen, but they never did. They never they never even filmed one. Yeah, he doesn't John Constantine doesn't strike me as the kind of character that's going to be like I know about all the forces of darkness. <laughs> I know I'm dying of lung cancer. But you know what? I'm going to just go and come over here and fall in love with you instead. Yeah. yeah. I, I've got some notes on, on their relationship later. But I really like the way they play it. And I'm yeah. really glad they didn't ever consummate it because it makes it much more interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the scene where Constantine, Constantine, God, I put my teeth in today. At the beginning of the scene where Constantine exercises the demon from the young girl, there is a close up of Constantine placing his lit cigarette on the side of a table. However, the director did not have a lens that could focus that tightly. Oh, really? So they created a fake cigarette the size of a cigar and shot it from a greater distance, creating the illusion of a normal cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for that one shot, they yeah. went to stupid lengths to get it. Like, there's enough smoking in this film. Oh, God, you didn't so need that. Smoking. I got lung cancer from this film. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. Right, strap yourselves in, guys, because this is probably the longest trivia note I've ever had. And there is plenty of space in here for me to fuck up the pronunciation of things. And unlike when I fuck things up, he'll probably edit it out all the times he does it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not funny when I do it. Um, The Spear of Destiny shown in the film is a fairly accurate facsimile of the historical artefact known as the Holy Lance. For centuries, the Holy Lance was believed to be the spear which killed Jesus on the cross. But in shape and style, it's it's a fairly typical Carolingian winged lance. Furthermore, a centurion standing guard at a crucifixion wouldn't have been carrying a cavalry lance, which is too heavy for easy use on foot. But instead, the standard Roman infantry spear or javelin, called a pilum or pilum. The Carolingian dynasty was a Frankish dynasty which ruled areas of France from the 7th century. In other words, at least six centuries too late for the time of Jesus. 
The lance was kept in collections of religious artifacts held by various empires and dynasties for several hundred years until it was acquired by the Nazis, hidden away during World War II and almost lost to the world. It was recovered in 1945 and is now kept in a museum collection in the Hofburg Palace in Vienna. Scientific tests have shown that both the Holy Lance itself and the nail embedded in its tip are made from metal which actually dates to a period between the 8th and 9th centuries, thus proving conclusively that, like most so-called holy relics from the medieval era, it's a fake. Do you think the real one is currently under, underneath the Vatican <laughs> with the Holy Grail and everything else? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's there or perhaps under the Kremlin or something like that. The Holy Grail and the testimonies of all the poor kids that got touched up by priests. Yeah. <laughs> Alongside all the Black Sea Scrolls and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> One day Tajik will storm the Vatican and we will, you know, set the world straight. <laughs> oh no, mate, you see no Swiss guards, so I don't <laughs> yeah. think I want to mess with them. Um that, so that was an incredibly long, very dry note, but I think the fact that it ends with the fact that it's, it's a fake. fake. <laughs> um, the score credit in the film was originally only Brian Tyler. Okay. But Klaus Bedelt, uh, most famous probably for doing the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtracks, yeah. uh, was brought in by producers late in post-production to help enhance the comedic aspects of the film. Tyler and Bedelt share a dual credit in composing the score. There were comedic moments in this film? Uh, now, when I, when I was doing my trivia research, I was like, well, maybe I'm just not remembering them. There are a couple, There's, but they are so few and far between. Basically, by the time we get to actually notes, it's just going to be you because I haven't got that many and I'm going to use them. Um, <laughs> um, right, here's one. Some of the dialogue in this film falls flat, especially the banter. Now, I think that's where Constantine faces up against the British guy in, in the suit. Whose name I don't remember. British guy in the suit. He's like the half, the half. Oh, uh, Balthazar. Him. And they have some kind of like attempt at Joss Whedon style witty banter oh, yeah. while they're fighting. And I was just like, oh no, this is terrible. But that's the closest <laughs> thing I can remember to a comedic element in this. Film. Yeah, I, I'm like, Klaus Bedelt clearly had his work cut yeah. out for him because there really aren't many comedic aspects no. in this film. It's, it's, I like it's quite dark. That's one of the things I like about it, right? I like I from my current mental frame of mind, to me, this is this pretty depressing and not something <laughs> I would go out of my way to watch. If I'm in a bad frame of mind, this is the kind of thing I would love to watch. Yeah. But I love the fact that they well, obviously they did try, but they didn't <laughs> they didn't put it off. But it's not some films just deserve to be bleak and dark. Yeah. And you don't need to inject jokes and wittiness into a film that is meant to be dark. Mm. And a lot of people do. A lot of people do because, because they're, like, they're oh, scared it's, too, it's dark. too dark. Yeah. But there are people in the world that are just like, no, just just, just give me a bleak film without all this. I, think, stupid I like the fact that the humour in this film, such as it is, is very sardonic. Yeah. It's not it's not American humour. Oh which no. is probably what I can imagine it fell flat with a lot of them because oh, yeah. it's it's based on a British comic book and the humour in the comic book is very sardonic, very yeah. self-deprecating. And as has been discussed ad nauseum by other critics and, and podcasters, Americans a lot of the time don't really get British humour. Oh, God, no. And a lot of the humour in this, you would expect to see in a, in a, in a BBC special sort oh, of thing. It's, it's, yeah. It is quite dark and it's very low-key, which 
it works in the film because you yeah. don't need you don't want a bit of fucking slapstick you in the middle of the film. You say that though, right? You say that though, but just look at The Office. It's such a British style program, mm. but they took that. They but they gave too it to many Steve Carell. Didn't give, but they didn't make too many adaptions. No, to set it to an American market, no. and they fucking love it over there. They do. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just Steve it's Carell, Steve Carell, and Rain Wilson. Everyone loves him. Yeah. Even I like him, and I don't. I don't generally like American comedians. Yeah. So, um, Mel Gibson, Kevin Spacey. And Nicolas Cage were all considered for the role of John Constantine. No. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yep. There weren't anywhere no near enough, way he enough kids work. in this film for him to try and touch. <laughs> Can you imagine him poor just like Shire. fucking... Poor old Shire would have been ruined. Yeah. Would have done his career, no end of wonders, but, you know, <laughs> not so much his arsehole. Who were the other two, right? So uh, Mel Gibson. Uh. Yeah, no one likes Mel Gibson. I can see, I could see, I could see him doing it. There's a certain demographic of Americans, should we say, from like the center of the country. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. The ones that cheered when he said anti-Semitic things. Yeah, the other ones. Yeah, I Fuck could no. see them fucking lapping it up. Yeah, because this is Mel Gibson playing like a religious character who's fighting for God. Yeah, I don't think Mel Gibson would have done it because obviously there's a. It's not very pro-Catholicism. No. There's a lot of Catholicism in it, but the, yeah. the, the, the antagonist, the primary character, doesn't like yeah. God, heaven, the angels, any of that bullshit. He's very... Um, apathetic. Yeah, apathetic at best, yeah. <laughs> when he's not being outright hostile. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, so we've got Mel, we've got um, the rapist, who else? Uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I... Really, don't think that would have worked at all. No, no, I can't. Can't see Nicolas Cage. Actually, no. Now I come to think about, it, I can't see him. They made the right choice. However, had they, you know, given that lineup and then sticking Keanu Reeves on there, I'd have also probably said no to Keanu Reeves. No, but no, 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 no. yeah, I think that's I because I underestimate Keanu. I, I consistently underestimate. Keanu yeah, Reeves. I have to say, this is one of the few films I've seen where Keanu Reeves is is playing. A slightly different character. Yeah, yeah. He does play some. He, he's not chipper. He's not. Stoned. He's not. He's not chipper. stoned. Yeah. yeah. He he does play a very different character yeah. to what what he normally does. But I think that's largely because these days people have a mindset. You know, they have this vision of Keanu Reeves, yeah. and whether he likes it or not, he is largely in those roles now because no yeah. one's going to cast him as like Hannibal Lecter, are no, they? The more we do this, oh, we got to cover science. I don't know. The more we do this podcast. The more I'm realising that, like, there's certain actors get to a certain point in their career, and then it su- suddenly seems to be like, oh, I don't want to put to work in anymore. Just, just, just give me projects where I can go be me. <laughs> and they kind of find their groove, don't yeah, they? And they're like, they and find they, their they, niche. There's only one of me. They kind of I reach do a, a certain point thing where, and, where they can, where they can say, no, I'm only going to do the, the roles I want to do. Which are basically and the roles where they get usually to be they there. are yeah usually they are like their the roles best where version they get to of do them, yeah. yeah they know what they're good at and they're like well I only want to do these roles because yeah. I'm good at them I enjoy doing them and I can turn down your script because I'm loaded which is why you've got to respect someone like Robert Pattinson who at the end of the Twilight thing was like no I'm I'm I need to take I'm not doing that I'm doing a bunch of weird indie I shit. need to take five to ten years to just go do some weird indie some shit, weird shit learn my craft <laughs> push myself take on a variety of different roles and then I'm going to go be Batman 
big up Robert Pattinson. This podcast is now officially staking its claim alongside Will Smith and Johnny Depp and Keanu Reeves. We're, we're fans of Robert Pattinson. At least until the Batman. At least until the <laughs> until Batman comes until, out. Until he ruins the Batman. Until he ruins the Batman, and then, then we will revise this. And then we'll drop him like he's hot. <laughs> um, Isabel. Isabel's room in the hospital yeah. is room 274. Two plus seven plus four, I'm sure you can tell me. Thirteen. Thirteen. There are also two police cars in the film with the number 274. Ah. So there are little references like that throughout it. On on her toe tag in the morgue when Hennessy goes to uh, find her corpse, Um, it's got a 616 down in the corner, which some biblical scholars interpret as being the number of the beast rather than 666. Ah, okay. Lots of little subtle number references in there, which I quite liked. Um. A life-size replica of Rachel Weiss was made and used as the corpse of Angela Dodson's twin sister, Isabel. Oh. For the, the scenes in the, the yeah. morgue and, and the swimming pool and what have you. Yeah. I actually thought that was just like a real person playing so dead. So did I. Yeah. I thought that was just her playing dead and yeah. they just did some camera trickery. But no, that was actually a life-size <laughs> corpse replica. Whoever made that, well played. Um, so I would imagine that, uh, probably not hashtag hard nipple ambassador, but the other oh, chap no. we were talking about. Who likes the dead girls? Oh, that was Yuri. That was the same. <laughs> was one. that Yuri? Yeah. Oh, in that case, I wonder if he bought it at like auction or something. I bet he did. I bet. I'll be totally his... honest. I'd probably buy that too. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> he's somewhere in the world divorcing the twins, <laughs> so he can marry the <laughs> Isabel Dodson. Isabel Dodson. Um, Constantine slits his wrist, starting with the left, and Lucifer reaches out to claim him with his left hand, in keeping with the traditional depiction of the left as being sinister and associated with evil. Okay, so all left-handed people are sinister. Are sinister. Yeah, that's why they oh. they were basically treated as witches way back when. That oh, was sake. that was back in the day that was enough of an excuse to be burned as a witch. I'm really going to have to keep an eye on my mum. Likewise. <laughs> I mean, I've been keeping an eye on your mum for for a few years, but I know she doesn't really like her anymore. Um, no! So hang on, right? My mum's left-handed. Yeah. Your mum's left-handed. Yeah. Left-handed women or people in general or witches or demonic. <laughs> Does that make us sons of the devil? I mean, Does that explain something? That would explain a lot about this podcast. Are we going to bring about the apocalypse and the birth of the Antichrist? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Only if it's me. Yeah. Um, and body count. Now, this was a contentious subject because I found lots and lots of varying numbers ranging from seven to 150-something. Okay. I went for somewhere in the middle, because after reading through some of them, this one made most sense to me. 139. Okay, Tajik officially states that in this film there are 139 dead that, people. That includes 130 cows and Constantine himself. Okay. Two for Constantine, yeah. so obviously we, he kills himself twice, um, even though he's then resurrected. So yeah, 139 is the number we're going with. Okay. It's official. <laughs> it's official. 139 deaths in Constantine. And does that bring us to the end of trivia? Well, that does bring us to the end of my trivia. May I use your toilet? Yes, I suppose so. I, I was standing there waiting to go to the toilet, and all I could hear was you giving Amy a rundown of how we're two hours in <laughs> and we haven't started linear notes yet. Yeah, no. <coughs> yeah, we just finished trivia. She's like, what? <clears throat> Well, you know, we, we moaned about life. <laughs> we <Everything>. will. <laughs> life and will. There you go. 
Fuck uh, you, Will. I have to start my notes with an apology. Okay. Sorry, this is another two-hour film. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was only about an hour and a half, and I put it on, I was like, oh, fuck me, it's exactly two hours. I put it on last night, I was like, two hours. Oh, I'm never going to get through this. I'm going to have to do it all tomorrow morning. <laughs> I've just set the alarm half an hour earlier, so i got time. Um, as someone that smoked excessively for years, I find it weird that I'm uncomfortable with the continuous smoking in this film. There is so much of it. I was meant to keep an eye out to see if there was a single scene where where John Constantine isn't smoking. I think there's only one. Yeah, like the the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, he's he's a proper litter bug. Someone should point out to him. It's a £40 on-the-spot fine yeah. for, for that these days. Yeah. Mr. Constantine. Cigarettes can burn stuff down, Mr. Constantine. Although it's it seems to rain just constantly in LA, yeah. apparently, according to this film. So yeah. not much danger of that. No. Um. Okay. What's Rachel Weiss's name? Uh, name? Angela. Angela. Oh, no, it's not Angela, is it? It's Isabel. F- falls all the way from the top of a building. Through a glass roof, and there's not a single drop not of blood. A single drop of blood. I mean, it's, I call shenanigans. Yeah, I call shenanigans. I call yeah. devil shenanigans. Yeah. It's all a bit, mm, it's all a bit family friendly. That bit where she, on the recording, where she turns around and says, Constantine. Yeah. In my head, she's just going, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should do the, fire, the Firefly. <laughs> Constantine crossover. That's the crossover we didn't yeah. know we needed. Where uh, River comes to help John Constantine, <laughs> and together they fight. Um, Devil put demon possessed Reavers. Yes. Reavers even. That's the one. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You're welcome, Hollywood, yeah. and the rest of the world. Trademark touching. Um, possessions. Whenever I see a possession on screen these days. Um, Ghostbusters has ruined them for me. Oh, really? Because now whenever I hear someone like talking in a demonic voice, all I hear is, there is no Dana, only Zool. Which makes them significantly less scary. Yeah. Because Ghostbusters. <laughs> talking of uh, possessions and exorcisms, are you one of these people that comes down like pro-exorcist or con-exorcist? We've been, we've been through this before. Have we? We've had this discussion. No, I'm talking about the film. I want, the, the actual, actual I want the actual the film. Because I would love to get an exorcist on the podcast to talk about it. That would so, be awesome. You know, if you are one, hit us up. <sighs> but the film. I've only seen it once and I got really bored. I think I saw it twice and I got bored. I think yeah. it was there was it was just too slow for my life. Very, very slow. And the thing is these days the redeemable what was scary parts, back then. The the redeemable parts, the parts you really they're really interesting, fascinating parts of that film. Are so few and far between yeah. that it's just not worth the chore of seeing no, through. It's a long film and it's the cartilage, basically. It's just, yeah, yeah, and like I said, the things that were scary and in the 70s, shocking yeah. back then, these days, you see worse on YouTube. You see worse on Pornhub. <laughs> see worse in Harlow Town Centre, mate. Jesus. Lung cancer. What an uplifting film you've picked this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize to anyone that's triggered by lung cancer apart from Reggie. Um, I'm not triggered. I don't apologise to him. About three years ago, I would have been in tears. Yeah, um, I just... With the clusters of fucking cancer in his lungs, <laughs> it's amazed that he can He should basically breathe. be... He, he should be breathe, on a respirator. smoke, or walk anywhere. <laughs> yeah, perhaps... I think they overdid it slightly yeah. on that. You know, having seen the latter stages of cancer, 
That's you're not out there fighting no. demons made of bugs and yeah. snakes and crabs. No, you're basically curled up on a sofa waiting to die. <laughs> waiting to die. While your family so, sit around you thinking, I don't want to see this. I'm this is gonna be a memory I don't oh, want. I'm gonna have for dinner. <laughs> it's getting late now and I haven't eaten yet. But that's just me. I'm all about the sandwiches. I'm going to have to do some hardcore repressing of this I'm going to have to really repress the shit out of smile again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, close your eyes and whatever happens, don't look. That's just your idea of foreplay, isn't it? It's my idea of all sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, why I, that's why I have multiple blindfolds in the drawer next to my bed. With the condoms. <laughs> one for you, one for me. <laughs> no, turn the light off. Tape up the windows. <laughs> You got blackout blinds and everything. Take the bulb out. No, cannot see. No one must see me. I don't even take my shirt off in the shower. Let alone, you know, for sex. (laughs) I can just imagine you there. You literally just unzip the fly. That's enough nudity for me, madam. (laughs) Can can I just ask you this, right? You must have seen them videos where the guys just undo their zipper, flop it out. Yes. What the fuck is the point of that? No, just take the trousers off. <laughs> it's just like, at least drop them down to yeah. your knees. I mean, I've tried that. It don't work. What happens is, especially if you're doing it right, afterwards you do your trousers up and you've got a wet patch around your crutch. And it's just like, great. So now I get to walk around with slowly drying female cum all around my crotch. Either that or the underside of your cock gets so chafed by the zipper. That you probably will uh, never you, use uh, it yeah, again. You can't do it in a zipper. Jesus, don't, it's got to be Buttonfly. Oh, okay. Because Buttonfly, you can manage it. But a zipper, yeah, you just... It, by the time you've finished, you've got nothing left. <laughs> Whittled away. <laughs> I don't know why I'm demonstrating this. I'm know. flapping my arms around here, guys. <laughs> You're flapping your arms around. I've got nothing left. Like, There's nothing left. Like, Look. <laughs> there's a traffic cone between your legs. <laughs> there was. Then I took it out and had sex with my jeans. <laughs> Whittled down now. It's barely even a cocktail it's like sausage. like a breadstick. Bread <laughs> <laughs> Next New Year's, I ain't eating that bread. <laughs> um, I want some dragon's breath. Yeah. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want to be able to just barbecue with a press of a button. That scene, right? He's like, what's it? Oh, dragon's breath. I thought you couldn't get this anymore. Well, you know, I know a guy. Like, so it implies it's rare and hard to get yeah. hold of. And then he just fires some of it off in your apartment. It's like... In the apartment. In your apartment. It's like, come it's on. It's like, have you ever used this instrument before? No. It, <laughs> does it work the same as every other dragon breath instrument you've ever had? Probably not. How do you know this isn't going to fire four foot further and, you know, take out half your apartment? You like, don't. If it fires exactly the same way as all the previous ones you've done, you already know what it's going to do. Yeah. If it fires differently, don't fire it in your apartment. What if it just fires a massive fireball down the yeah. end of your apartment that will explode when it hits the far wall? And that apartment is really fucking nice. I'm calling shenanigans yet again. <laughs> um, I will say is one of my favourite parts of this film is the bug demon. Oh, yeah. I fucking love it. It's so good It just because he kind of comes out of nowhere and then it's just like... A whirlwind of bugs yeah. that kind of comes apart and it comes back together. Yeah, every colour is, and it's like, it's yeah, like, that is nice. That would be hard. It's like hard to fight. Oh god, fuck yeah. that! Yeah, it's like oogie boogie out yeah. of his sack. And crabs. The fact that the crabs, the crabs are, are in there. As well, I'm like, yeah. what? I mean, the bugs and the snakes. I kind of get that, but crabs. Yeah, that's well, weird. It's like every every creepy crawly or kind of animal that people but like. Ooh. I guess I guess the devil likes crab sticks. Yeah, crab claws. Mm. I like crab claws. Um. Thanks to Hollywood, I can never trust a man in a pinstripe suit. No. 
They have ruined pinstripe suits for me. Uh, if I see you in one, you're either a demon, you want to burn all the forests for shits and giggles, or what's the other one? You're a gangster. Yeah. And absolutely. it's the other way. I ain't trusting you at all, mate. Uh, because of Hollywood, I believe that the back rooms of all clubs, bars, <laughs> and entertainment <laughs> places are just filled with the shadiest of motherfuckers. I just, I've watched so many films that like imply that you know voodoo shamanistic yeah. bullshit is going on, and, and all club owners are either gangsters or fucking <laughs> yeah. into the occult. That I'm now, I find myself peering. Staff only. What's in there? Oh, it's just a kitchen. Yeah. It's the break room, you know. <laughs> it looks like a kitchen, but if you open the right fridge, there's a set of stairs. There's a set inside. of stairs going down, and that's where they keep all the voodoo yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, I can't remember the name of the venue, but we played we played there like three or four times. It was the home of Iron Maiden. It was the it was the pub in in London that. Was like fuck yeah. This is where Iron Maiden they made their name before uh, they went on to become something Arms, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, that was der- that was a derelict place. That was the kind of place that I thought. What one was that? It was there was like a pub out front. I think I never went in once because you could get into the venue yeah, through the back door. Yeah, and it was just you go in the toilets and the toilets are like. No one had been like. They hadn't been decorated since Iron Maiden formed, basically. It just stunk of piss. And the whole place just had like 80s metal artwork over the walls. There was a gantry up at the top, which is where the sound engineer sat, above the bar. Yeah, way up the top. Opposite the stage. That's right, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but like, I do kind of. Will can probably tell us, actually. I think he's a Maiden fan. Oh, okay. I got vibes like every time we played there I walked in and I got like these vibes of just like there's something going on there's, there's a yeah. coven underneath yeah. that fucking Absolutely. stage and the sacrificial altar I, actually quite I liked it it was de- it was like dilapidating decrepit and, in the best way what, yeah, in what you expected from, from a metal uh, music yeah venue. it was brilliant um, um, forgive me father for I have sinned I would love to sin with Rachel Rye, Rachel Weiss. Sorry, I got a real thing for her. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I bet you would love to go to that club dressed in your best vampire outfit. Right? Oh, mate, that would be like a a wet dream for you. That that club would not look out of place in either a fucking um, Anne Rice remake yeah. or one of the Blade movies. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. it would fit right in, and I was just like. Yeah, no, I would love to go and hang out there. <laughs> Rachel, beware. Next time, you know, you do your best rock sound impression, Rooney will turn up at your house. <laughs> dressed as a no, vampire. No, I go to I go to occult nightclubs, not not um, space monkey houses, not sp- not space monkey hall houses, <laughs> hall houses sponsored by Touching. Should we only call her Roxanne from now on? <laughs> I'll change her name. And, uh, change her name. I'll change her name in the, the Space Monkey group to Roxanne. Uh, Constantine is a prick. There was no need to do that to the poor spider. Oh, yeah, no. Wow, again, you've jumped way ahead of my notes. Yeah, I've got very few notes. And I noticed. They're all over the place. So. I think a lot of my notes were from the early part of the film. Yeah, When I was actually focusing yeah. on taking notes. Me too. Um, have you ever tried getting onto the roof from inside a building? Uh, yeah, Woodford Tower. I think we did it as well. 
I'm sure you were. I there. don't think I've ever been on there. It must have been me and Dal. I've tried to get on the or roof. Or maybe we tried of, and we couldn't go on Yeah, there. I was going to say, I've tried to get onto the roof of several buildings from the inside, and it is significantly harder than you Hollywood just, would have you, you believe. You haven't, just haven't gone to the right tower blocks in, in right estates in London Probably because not, yeah. I've seen bare videos of people like just hanging out on the roofs. And but it's like in this one, building. she's in a mental hospital. Yeah. And she literally oh, yeah. just walks up there and opens the door. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. I've, most of them, I've been thwarted by the fact that it's locked by a fairly substantial lock, not yeah. one you can just nudge open with your shoulder. Yeah. Or um, in in Princess Alexandra, the one time I tried to get on the roof there. Um, Why were you trying to get? I was bored. I was you in hospital. Bored. I'd been in hospital. Fucking, I wasn't there. I yeah. was visiting, and I was just basically there for ages. And I was just wandering around the hospital, and I was like, "Oh, I'm roof access." Go on the roof. Yeah. Not only has it got like bolts, yeah. like as well as like a regular keypad lock thing. It's got had bolts across it with massive padlocks, and it was alarmed. So I was just like, even if I could, you know, get past the the, the, bolts, the bolts and the and fucking keypad, it's going to set an alarm off. Yeah. I was like, oh, guess I'll just go back down then. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, the you must know this one because your denizen of the internet and the internet <laughs> fucking loved it. Um, the girl that the Asian girl that played the elevator. Oh, game, the hotel. Right? Yeah, yeah. Amy knows all about that. She she's well into that shit. Yeah, I I I did know a lot about it about five years ago, and I forgot most of it now. They found her body up in the um, in water the, tank. In the water tank, yeah. yeah. They um like she was possibly on a mental break, mm. but she managed to just get onto the roof. Yeah, with no problem. Yeah. Like that door was not locked. At all, and that's, that's and she, that was one of the, the issues with it, wasn't it? Is yeah. the door was usually locked, and for some reason, yeah, it that wasn't. day it wasn't. Yeah, so you know, that was the first place my mind went to when she just <laughs> went up and got out on the roof and jumped off. I was just like, Oh, I suppose because that happened, so that it's, happened. it's plausible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's demon hand waving, isn't it? Yeah, hell did it, or heaven did it, one of them did in a few weeks. <laughs> in a few weeks, um, well, we can you well, know, try and break on the roof. no, we're gonna. Uh, drop Cody with your mum. You say gonna, off of a roof. <laughs> Amy's going to come back to do a guest appearance, and we're going to talk all about the girl on a roof. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I mean, just casually walking around the hospital, puffing on a cigarette yeah, like a yeah. fucking steam train. Yeah. It's like he's literally there talking to the nurse about the fact that his lungs are just cancer, Yeah, and, then, and he sparks up, and it's just like... Oh, oh, uh, to be fair, right? To be fair, at this point, when I've seen that picture of all them clusters of fucking cancer <laughs> in my lungs and everyone's saying, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're going to die. It's like, well, why the fuck Why not, not smoke? Yeah, yeah true. That's, that's mean, a good point, actually. I am not into doing drugs. Like, I am anti, anti-chemical drugs, definitely. <laughs> but the second someone tells me I've got a limited time span, I am doing Just every single one drugs. of them. You've yeah. got to try everything once. I am getting coked off my tits. And then I'm gonna like fucking bang up, and then I'm gonna do acid, and I'm just gonna do them all. We're gonna. There'll be a special episode. Yeah, I'll. I'll. We'll release those. Um, <laughs> Reggie's got Morton. Reggie's got three months to live. So next week's gonna be the cocaine episode. <laughs> Touching the coke episode. Reggie sits down to talk to us. I'm having not slept for five days. <laughs> Um, He's got half a nose like Daniela Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, you have to wear one of those uh, sets of glasses yeah. with the fake nose on it. <laughs> um, Tilda Swinton is perfect as Gabriel. 
Yes, absolutely. From the moment she appears on the screen, she, I mean, she basically just plays Tilda Swinton, but she I, I didn't know. I didn't know her name. I was just like, oh, it's the girl from Doctor Strange. <laughs> and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she plays the same yeah. kind of character in Doctor Strange. She also it? plays uh, Thingy in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that character either, but yeah. Yeah. She's um, perfect at that. She that is perfect in, in this. That was, that was some spot on casting. Yeah. Um. So the scene where Hennessy is going through the newspaper articles. Oh, that's so good. Is that the same way you find Lad Bible and Mirror Art, Mirror articles for us to discuss? No, that's the same way I find sad, depressed girls with daddy issues. <laughs> you just print out all these details from like fucking Bumble and shit and just like, uh, you, you would like dick pics. <laughs> Uh, this one ah oh, you into buttholes <laughs> that's the voice you use when you're ah sleeping. you will call me daddy <laughs> ah daddy issues alcoholism <laughs> low expectations boom no self esteem <laughs> bingo <laughs> <laughs> no but like no. That is proper cool, though, the way he's just, like, scanning it all. Yeah. And you get to hear all the... All the, the yeah. shit that's going on. Cause... That was the point. That I have to admit, that was the scene where I'm sat there going, this is an awfully dark film for it's Rooney. A very dark film. Rooney normally likes silly. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, we've done a lot of silly. upbeat, sort yeah. of lightweight stuff. I decided we need to remind Darken people up, who yeah. we are. Um <laughs> Dark, right. morose motherfucker. And now I'm going to completely undo that that dark mystique yeah. we just established by saying, phones ringing unexpectedly at night are just creepy. creepy. Yeah. I used to have a recurring nightmare at the flat where I used to live. It wasn't about uh, my phone ringing because we didn't have a landline. Oh, was um, this the home invasion? Well, just someone knocking on my door in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. I used to absolutely, because we had to go up this big concrete stairwell yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was only two flats up there, obviously, uh, and the guy opposite we, I don't think we, I think I saw him once the entire time we lived there. He used to work some really weird shifts. And I would just be, I used to have recurring nightmares where I could hear someone coming up the stairs and it would go silent. And then there would be a knock on the door in the middle of the night. And I used to, I woke up several times confused as fuck. Cause I'm like, yeah. did I dream that? Or did someone really just look at the door? And I'd have to go and have a look. We had a little peephole. Um, and I'd have to go and have a look. And I hated it. Where do you think that came from? Just because it was creepy, hear, being able to hear people. You could hear the, the door go I at the bottom. I have to admit, that was a creepy building you lived in. It was all right. I mean, the neighbours downstairs I liked were really flat. noisy. I liked your flat. We made some good music in that flat. We did. And had some good parties. But it was quite Which a creepy is quite building. an achievement, considering it weren't much bigger than the studio. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was quite a creepy it was, building. It was a nice flat, but yeah, those stair, that stairwell, yeah. just where it was all concrete and hard surfaces, yeah. you could hear the door down the bottom go it was yeah. it was worse during the winter if it was windy because it used oh, to move yeah. just enough to bang i don't our fucking uh letterbox is a bit loose oh yeah and the last few days he's just constantly going off and our I'm inner like, door there is yeah. as well but um, yeah that's that's just so creepy you, you had nightmares like you a said nightmares about that i like it now because we've got a ring doorbell so if yeah. someone rings i can i don't even have to get out of bed i can just pick up my phone oh, oh. creepy ghost man nope yeah. <laughs> And I've got a crossbow in the bedroom, so if it is a human I don't want to see, I can just shoot them from the window. Like, oh, it's fucking Will again. <laughs> I gave him Reggie's address. Why is he here? Um, <laughs> when has a street in an American city ever been that quiet? Been that quiet, yeah. yeah right. That's how you know there's some like supernatural influence. Saying that, watching him take out all those flying demons is pretty fucking awesome. There's another piece of trivia. that The cloth that he wraps around yeah. his hand and burns... Is apparently 
from who was the guy that part of the Red Sea? Moses. Moses. Yeah. It was part of the Shroud of Moses. Apparently, oh, there was a scene. I've heard of the Shroud of Turin. Yeah, this was this was Moses's shroud, shroud or cloak okay. or some shit. Um, and you know the scene where Matey gives him the dragon's breath and all that shit. There was an extended scene where he gave him that, and that's how comes it does that cool glowy shit when he sets it on fire. The way we sit here and we talk about like the Bible and stuff reminds me of like listening to two people talk about like you know what is canon and what isn't canon in comics. <laughs> Don't you remember Tony Stark did this, which makes this canon? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, we're talking about a film that's deep in Catholicism. Yeah, you know? Know. We've got to get in that headspace. So anybody can just wander into a morgue then? <laughs> this film would have us believe, yes. Yeah. And second, I didn't write it, but I'm going to follow that up with that security guard. is fucking terrible. Yes. Stop, stop. stop I'm just going to step out of the way and let you... And yeah, it's, oh, you got past me. The, yeah. the fat, out-of-breath, stunned priest has yeah. just waddled past me. Um, we should do an ESP test on the pod. When you go into okay. Midnight's Bar yeah. and he holds the thing up, it's like that would be, I've got. Uh, I don't think they were in, in here actually. I've got some Zena cards. Okay, you know in Ghostbusters where he's doing the electroshock thing. Yeah, the cut there the the cards that oh, they okay. use for them. Um, I've got a set, and I, I before the dark times. Yeah, um, that was one of the things we were going to do with the on the Essex Ghostbuster stand at conventions was uh, the buzzer thing that we yeah, used yeah. for the thing. I was going to have that rigged up to a loudspeaker okay. and we'd get people come over and, and they would, or we'd do the S- um, ESP test. Yeah. And basically if they got it wrong, I'd go, bah! and then they'd awesome. get like three tries sort of thing. And yeah. if they got it right, they'd get like a lollipop or some shit um, just to draw people over and try and get more charity donations and stuff. Oh, so, sounds good. Well, we should do that on the pod, I think. Absolutely. I think that'd be quite cool. I love charity donations. Um, 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 I love her, but Rachel Weiss's American accent in this film is awful yeah. it's it, she doesn't most of the time she doesn't even sound american it's just like she's just mangling her words in an attempt to do an american accent yeah. which is a shame because she's really good but she should stick to doing like english accents so heaven and hell were just different dimensions i once wrote a podcast with that same theme surely not seen this film before <laughs> um, so the police just let randoms mess with murder victims and contaminate crime scenes. Oh, yeah, just because the detective says, no, he's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I do um, love Hennessy's death, though. I like, oh, the, yeah, the fact that he's an alcoholic and, and he, but he can't drink. He can't drink. And he's, he's just, just smashing the bottles and pouring them and nothing's coming out. Oh, my God. I do. Yeah, yeah I love that. And it's because it's like he says later on, um, they're able to take away the thing, like, the thing that brings you most joy. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes after you've seen him in that, in that, um, liquor store trying to drown yeah, himself trying to, trying to like but it's so good it's like the way he holds it up and nothing comes out and he puts it down like, and then he just pours all over the floor yeah yeah I did I was very visually and um, story wise quite clever saying about saying. visual the whether before he fights all the flying demons yeah. out in the street having the lights go out yes. sequentially and you know getting closer to you sort of thing it's such an old very simple oh, yeah, trick, yeah, yeah. but it's so effective. It is definitely, yeah, yeah. Even there, and like you know, he's completely unconcerned, and she's like, "What? That's really weird." But yeah, as it's marching down the street, you're like, "That's awesome!" Anything that they do, that it's I've never seen that done badly. Super ominous. Yeah, yeah. really good. Great way to ratchet up the tension. Uh, God's a kid with an ant farm, lady. That is my favorite quote yeah. about. 
religion religion in yeah. general you know if there is one he's just enjoying watching us running around he, he ain't got no fucking plan yeah there's no way he plans for this bullshit no for, for us to be doing this right now no not at all well what you and me podcasting or the pandemic Yes. Because, <laughs> because if he if planned off to podcasting, ooh, I mean, you might want to get him checked. Pandemics, pandemics, they're kind of his bag. Yeah. But that's basically him going, huh, I wonder what happens if I pour this into my ant farm. Yeah. I've run out of locusts. <laughs> Virus will do. Viruses it is then. <laughs> um, they really do push the fact that smoking is bad for you in this film. They, Yeah, they From are not subtle. They're uh, over the top lung cancer <laughs> to the fact that like, Someone like they sped it out. Yeah. You've smoked 30 cigarettes a day since you were, since 15. You were 15. You're fucked to the bit where he shoots the uh, the cigarette box, which is framed perfectly to see yeah. smoking gives you all these diseases and is really bad. <laughs> there's a, there's a uh, reference in one of the Hellblazer comics. Yeah. Uh, and he's holding up a packet of cigarettes, and it's one of the more recent ones because yeah. it's got the um, smoking can seriously harm yeah, yeah. your child. And he says, I always go for these ones. I figure it increases my odds because that don't apply to me. <laughs> I love it. Um, I've only got a couple of notes left, so you I've might got, as well yeah, just quite a few. get going. Uh, Death by Flies. You poor old B-Man. Yeah. He gets it harsh, you know. He basically gets ribbed by John when he yeah. when he's, he gives, it, gives him all these cool supplies for fighting demons with, gets the piss taken out of him, then get, has to open that sticky Bible, starts reading it, and then basically gets... Murderized from the inside out by flies. You think that that's bad? He lives underneath a boulder alley. It's really weird because he lives like behind the, the alleys, and then he and lives John in, lives upstairs. That's like right. We've got this one exterior shot of a boulder alley. <laughs> just use it for everything. I think it's just Constantine being an arsehole. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I need you living close. Well, can I live in your massive, huge, Flat fucking building-sized apartment. apartment? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, You've got to live down there, pin monkey. Yeah, with, with the machinery. <laughs> with the machinery. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah one of my favourite scenes in this film Yeah. do I have to take the rest of my clothes off or can oh, I leave yeah. them on John I'm thinking Yeah. because I, I love the sexual tension yeah, like I said yeah. earlier they never they never actually consummate it no. but although it's been there sort of simmering away at that point they both seem open to it yeah. and it's that's the closest they come to acknowledging it yeah. and I really like that I love that it's just like he literally just I'm stands thinking. there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm trying to find a way to rationalise to myself that you have to be no good. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I could just say no, but you know, I've got other things to do. This is kind of important, saving the planet. But to movies. be fair, <laughs> he takes the morally good decision to yeah. say no, and then he gets paid off because by the time she gets out of the water, her top's open, and he can see some, some breasts anyway. So. You know, it all, pay, it all works out for him in the end. Um, <laughs> uh, is the chain for that pendant made of paper or oh, crisp bread? So. Yeah. Because it's just like, he literally puts it on. She takes her jacket off yeah. and it just, the whole thing comes off. It's like the crazy priest was wearing that all the yeah. time. He didn't have that problem. No. And you put it on her and it just, just crumbles away. Um, oh, another bit of trivia that I felt was worth adding in that I only, I only added this in. Uh, after watching it because it doesn't make sense. Okay, go ahead. The knuckle dusters that Constantine uses on Balthazar yeah. were apparently made from gold that was blessed by a bishop during the Crusades. Okay. There was, an again, another scene with B-Man yeah. explaining that and they oh, just cut all that, that cut out. out. Okay. But then you see him put it on and it's like, okay, yeah, it's got the, the crucifixes on there. But 
I was like, Seriously. he's just got holy knuckle dusters. Got holy knuckle dusters. I'll buy that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> why not? Um, demons and businessmen. Hang Who on. can tell them apart these days? I own some knuckle dusters. If I was to get them <laughs> blessed. Um, blessed by a priest, yes, I could just punch demons in the face. In theory, yes. Awesome. And it would do more than just annoy them. Yeah. Do we have any priests listening? <laughs> talk.until at gmail.com. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, a certified lay priest of the Universal Life Church of Southern California. We have any real priests? <laughs> it's talk.until at gmail.com. Well, hang on a minute. I had to spend a good 10 minutes <laughs> out answering a, a questionnaire and filling out the, the details for that certificate. I mean, at the end of the day, right, when any motherfucker in the world can <laughs> get ordained as a minister and do a legal wedding, is marriage really the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the benchmark? For you to like judge your relationship on, I don't think so. It's like, did you have to pay for it to make it official? Ah, yes, right. Well, then it counts. Two hundred dollar shirt, by the way. I am definitely in the wrong job. Yeah, because he owns that massive apartment in LA. All right, not exactly prime real estate, but it's fucking huge. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold your thought. You're an ordained priest that once actually married me. Yes, I did. I a drunken marriage. Yeah. Thank God we didn't sign anything afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone for a divorce by now. Um, I can do that as well. You're a paranormal investigator. Yes. You're half a cryptid professor. <laughs> yes. Why don't you just become the new John Constantine? Is it because he's not snappily dressed? He's not, he's a, not a snappy dresser. He doesn't wear a cloak or cape once in this film. Yeah. yeah I mean, you could be a, an exorcist. The dress is like a vampire. I mean, to be honest, if you're going to turn up to do something like that, you've got to turn up after dark with the streetlight behind you. And then when they open the door, you just throw your cloak back. I have arrived. I am the night. I mean, no, wait. That's the weekend. Oh, that man. <laughs> and then you just recreate that scene from This Is The End. <laughs> <laughs> Power of Christ compels you. <laughs> I just start shouting random pig Latin phrases. Yeah. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. I realise that's not pig Latin, but I couldn't think of any pig Latin at the Exorcism time. Exorcism a <laughs> I definitely think you should rebrand yourself going forward as an exorcist. As an exorcist. Then you don't need to get a real job. I mean, that's true, because clearly Constantine is rolling yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, he's got bad He can afford pace. all that health care yeah. for, his, for his lung cancer. Yeah. He can afford all those fucking cigarettes. In America. In yeah. America. Um, he's got that massive apartment. He yeah. can buy dragon's breath. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, he has his own personal taxi cab. Admittedly, it's been driven by Chaz, but Chaz has got to live. And, and Rachel Wise is like wet over him. Oh, I mean, I, why are you living not, the life? Why am why I not are you doing not this? Rebranding right, that's it. I'm rebranding my now. Twitter as Exorcist. <laughs> as soon as I leave, you're going to be on Google Exorcism Course. Oh, exorcism Course. I think <laughs> they do do one of them. <laughs> I'll come around next week. There will be no paranormal investigator. It will just be. There be another nail up there with another certificate on it. Actually, it won't. It, t- it took a couple of weeks for that certificate to arrive, so. Um. Superior excellence. Certificate <laughs> <laughs> of achievement, motherfucker. It's got a little stamp on it and everything. Do you know in the Simpsons? Oh my god, two Simpsons references. You know, Jesus. whenever they went to see like a dodgy lawyer or someone, <laughs> and they had the dodgy, the, the dodgy thing on the wall. Yeah, yeah, that is mine. I've got some, I've got some legitimate certificates. I mean, I've, that that ghost call one there. Yeah, that is actually signed by what's his job? Um, Ivan Ryan. Yeah. That that's an official. Well, actually, that's a. Is that the original? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to accept that one because like, it doesn't have your name on it. 
I mean, no, it has the franchise on it rather than me. But yeah. that that came all the way from uh, the Sony lot in the US. It took fucking ages to get here. We got in just before they stopped doing them. They don't do them anymore. How much do you think the intern that signed it got paid? <laughs> no, they are legitimately signed by uh, Ivan Reitman, which is quite cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And those dirty panties that people no, are in, right? Are genuinely worn I know, by women. I know people that yeah. know people that know him and they are legitimately signed. That's why he stopped doing them because he got fed up signing the fucking things. I'm going um, to give you this one. <laughs> Listen, mate, I've got connections in the Ghostbusters community, which are utterly worthless in the real world. Yeah, I know, Richie too. Um, <laughs> you've just mentioned Chaz. I can't yes. believe Chaz dies. I mean, what did he ever actually do wrong? I mean, what did he actually do in this film? But the only thing he did, he did that I would say was like negative karma was when he mocked the bouncer that got knocked out by calling <laughs> yeah, him no, a bitch. True. I like that bit. But aside from that, like, what did he do? He didn't deserve to die. Yeah. He, he, he actually he kind of does nothing and then kind of proves himself to be worthy. Yeah, and like, then dies. He does the whole the, the cross yeah. in the water tank thing and then, yeah, just, like, gets murked at the end what by Gabriel, of, of all people. What kind of message is this film teaching you that you can be, you know... Don't wear a flat cap. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's it. On the way home, you're going to get murked by, by half-breed angels. Something finally suits me and it fucking... It, 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 it signposts me as someone <laughs> we'll, should die. We'll bury you in it. Yeah. After we scrape up enough of your body to fit into a yeah. casket. It'd be a very small casket. Do you I'll 3D print one. Do you think Gabrielle would give me a pity bang first? Because <laughs> I would love to grab... I can never decide whether uh, I would want to bang Tilda Swinton or not. I think I would. I think I, I probably would, and I'd probably be weirded out afterwards. I would, like, especially if she had the wings. Grip no, yeah, the wings would do, yeah. When I was, you know, going to work. Anyway, Suicide. You've really chosen an uplifting film this week. Haven't I just? Yeah. We have we have three instances of suicide yeah. in this one film. We have lung cancer. We have the end of the world. We have just... Hell. Hell. People actually going to hell. It's like, yeah, I chose a really upbeat film. Yeah. It's not... It's slightly darker than I remember. Yeah. It's probably because back then I was just like, yeah, exorcisms, they're cool. Um, and now I'm just a little more grown up and I'm like, this is dark. And you're like, oh man, this film's nearly as dark as my real life. <laughs> this, this film's nearly as dark as my gaping butthole. Um, that wasn't where I was going with that originally. <laughs> Rachel Weiss soaking wet in a white t-shirt. Some Mexican chap soaking wet in a white t-shirt. The balance is maintained. <laughs> Because we get to see obviously falls in the pool and she's flapping about and her shirt's coming undone and everything. And you're like, hey. And then we get a shot of the Mexican guy yeah. who has changed into a white t-shirt. And you're like, mm, okay, I see why you had to do that. But yeah. Seeing as Perfectly you balanced. said her name more than we've said Jack Black, <laughs> Chuck Bass, or whatever the third <laughs> one was. <laughs> um, can you just, instead of calling this episode Constantine, just call it just Rachel call it Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got a real thing for, for short brunettes. <laughs> Rachel Weiss appreciation pod. I mean, look at the, the, the women I've, I've lusted over. I mean, my fiancé, for a start. Oh, short brunette. Short brunette. Yeah. Uh, Salma Hayek, yeah. short brunette. Rachel Weiss, short brunette. Gal Gadot, tall brunette. <laughs> the psychopathic girl with the name of a child's toy. Yeah. Short brunette. Yeah, there you go, see? Uh, the other one, the Bonnie Wee yeah. Lass, short brunette. I'm not saying I have a type, but my dick clearly has a type. Do you know who else is short with brown hair? 
Will. No, right. he's not, you prick. <laughs> he's the same height as me and he's ginger. <laughs> is he really ginger? Yes. He doesn't look ginger in pictures. He looks oh, like he he's got like mousy brown hair. Oh, no, he's a soulless monster. Oh. Yeah. In that case, I don't... Go. Everyone loves a redhead, man. Come on. That's got to have, that's got to have earned him some brownie points in your book. <laughs> I like redhead women. Just call him Alison. <laughs> Strap some wings on him. Call him Alison. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, right? I will let you off the stalking, the creepiness, the making me feel like I need to take my own life if you could just perfect saying this one time at band camp. <laughs> I'll give you a week, right? Um, how many people do you think went out and got Constantine tattoos after this film? I mean, I'm tempted to myself. <laughs> you got no space. You're up that, no, those that. parts of your arms. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, I can do. I looked up his tattoo actually. It's the the was it the perfect red king? Okay. Which is a, a, an alchemical symbol. All right. Like, uh, what is it red sulfur or something? It represents okay. earth. Oh, it's uh, a whole whole some people, of that shit. some people definitely some went out and got them. Definitely went out and got them just because. I mean, to be fair, they do look really cool. And in fact, one of my notes is I would really like a two part tattoo this, like that. Um, this film came probably about five years before cosplay becomes socially acceptable. Yeah. So back then, it was it was all about you know. <laughs> These I days, can, people do it with makeup. Yeah, temporary I can, tattoos. I can copy the tattoo, and then you know, people won't might not know, and I'll get away with it. Subtle enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it is quite subtle, you know, if you only see one arm at a time sort of thing, yeah. or you're not like me and you wear long sleeves. Now you've got ginger motherfuckers exclaiming, I am the law. <laughs> what happened to this world? Um, now, I'm not saying that Jesus was a hottie. He's definitely not my type. But <laughs> given the choice between the son of God and <laughs> Mammon... <laughs> Phrases you never thought you'd hear. I just realised Antonio Banderas, Banderas is a brunette too. He's a short brunette as well. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Um, Jesus was too tall and too beardy. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you look at look at the two of them, you know, you got you got the Son of God and you got the Son of the Devil. Yeah. You would expect the Son of the Devil to be a much better looking chap than yeah. he is. Yeah, because the Devil's all about seduction and exactly trying to seduce you into doing things you know you shouldn't do. So yeah, you'd think not he'd like look- a bloated fucking Ethiopian corpse. Yeah, you'd think he would be more like um, he was like a really, really attractive man. That's Antonio not- Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> you'd expect him to to smolder, you know, to be uh, a well dressed, attractive man. An older George George Clooney. George Clooney never did it for me. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. You think Brad yes. Pitt? Yeah, would be the son of the devil because coming he in could, all sharply dressed, he could talk you into like he could talk you into doing things that you know you're definitely. He could, he could talk you into the the ninth ring of hell. He, yes, like he could talk me into getting spit roasted. <laughs> An older Brad Pitt and a younger Brad Pitt. There you go, both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> oh, there we go. He's got that glazed, glazed looking his eyes. <laughs> I can I can hear his butthole salivating. <laughs> no more masturbating over Will. No. <laughs> um, right, Gabriel in that in her final scenes. Yes, she looks like she's dressed to go to a mid nineties rave. Yeah, you take away the wings, yeah. 
She's got the weird bondage trousers yeah. and the unnecessarily strappy tops with strings. And... Is it called Punky Fish? That shop that was in Camden. <laughs> or fucking Cyberdog. Yeah, the one that was just like all bright and limited colours. Yeah. The shop was just a constant rave. I think Cyberdog's still there. Yeah. I'd walk past and I'd be like, fuck working in that shop. Oh, God, that'd be yeah. horrible. Dark and just constant rave music. But the people, that you, the people you saw working in there, they wore the merch. Yeah. They were, that, was, that was their scene. So it's like... Do you know in space... Where they go, they oh, yeah. they go to the rave, and they're all with the with the with the actual like angel wings on the yeah back. yeah that's what she. That's what I was like, thinking. Yeah. I was looking at, it, I was like, that looks familiar, and then my brain suddenly like served up. This is what you're thinking of. I was like, oh yeah. my god, that's perfect. All <laughs> of the all girls in our youth. Yes. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Uh, I've only got one more note. I've he- got many. Heroes do not punch women in the face. Because she's not an angel anymore. She's a woman. Oh, yeah, just because it's 2022. I mean, you can... Listen, that bitch tried to bring about the end of all life on Earth. Just because a woman... she deserves the Just because a woman can chops. strap on and fuck a man now doesn't mean a man no, can then turn they, around they burned their bras and threw themselves in front of, of uh, the Grand National to earn the right to be smacked in the mouth like any bro. <laughs> threw themselves in front of the GGs. Threw themselves in front of the GGs. <laughs> for a couple of bob. For a couple of bob. <laughs> burned their bob holders. And, yeah, they got the vote. And they wanted equality. Well, I'm sorry, but you try and end all life on Earth, the least I'm going to do is smack you in the mouth. Um, Rooney, pro-domestic violence. I'm not pro-domestic violence, I'm just pro-violence. <laughs> violence is never never the answer. Except, except when it is. <laughs> violence is never the answer. I, violence is the question, and the answer is yes. I can never I can never agree <laughs> with that violence is never the answer, because you know there are cunts in this world that will not listen to anything other than a, you know, a punch in the face or a good chef. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Passivism doesn't work unless everyone is is subscribed. When you've tried everything else and it's not working, you know, just fucking work the cunt. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but give him a slap. Right. Um, it's funny because my next note is... Give watching, him a slap. <laughs> watching Gabriel get pwned is very satisfying. But that's probably because watching any holier-than-thou prick get pwned is satisfying. And she is... True. She is just lauding it yeah, oh, from yeah. from the moment she appears on screen. She, like the, the casting is perfect, the character is perfect, yeah. and she has this whole deluded, god driven scheme. And then she just gets her ass kicked, not only by Lucifer, but then she gets punched out by John Constantine. Is a question for you: If a fallen angel who only has stumps instead of <laughs> wings knocked on your door and asked you to ravish her, would the stumps put you off? No. Okay, it's nice to know. I can, I can, I can fuck most things if I'm in the mood. Okay. At this point, you just fuck anything, right? Yeah, if, yeah. if it's if it's at least partially warm and stays still long enough. It could be tall and blonde. Doesn't have to be doesn't short and brunette. Doesn't have to be short and brunette. I fucked tall brunettes before. Could be I tried to fuck blondes before. Could be plastic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> could be plastic. Could be slightly on the wrong side of decaying. I'll just. <laughs> like I said, as long as it's as long as it's warm in the right parts. Right, you get tranny tricked. Tranny tricked. Do you walk out? It's actually a phrase. Yeah. (laughs) You get tranny tricked. Do you do you say thanks but no thanks, or do you flip it over and come? Just flip it over. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) At the end of the day, if it looks like a woman, it walks like a woman, and it takes it like a woman, I'll fuck it. It's twenty twenty two. I'll fuck anything except Will. (laughs) (laughs) Guide Will. Um, no, 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 please fuck him, because then he'll... Stay. No, I wouldn't want to... Because then he'll you. leave me alone. I wouldn't want to deprive you of that pleasure. Oh, um, fuck's sake. DC, doing end credit scenes before it was cool. Yeah, before Marvel. Before Marvel, way before Marvel. Yeah. This is 2005. 
And they had an end, and it's it's a proper end credit scene as well. You have to go right to the end yeah. of the actual fucking credits, which go on forever. Um, I, th- I think we should start a campaign to make Marvel stand accountable for the fact that they ripped off DC. <laughs> I think if DC thought they could win that fight, yeah. they'd have they'd have they'd have tried that. Yeah. They may already have done it. I don't know. Uh, my last note won't mean much to you because you didn't. Despite the fact, guys, that I messaged him on Friday to say, just so you don't miss it, there is an end credit scene right at the very end of the credits in this film. I've been a bit busy sleep driving around Farrak and London. I mean, I know, yeah, I know you were off breaking the law, learning to be empathetic, like a regular roadman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man's out on road, fam. He's out on road, fam, where he shouldn't be. Deal with it, innit? Didn't pay no charges, though, fam. <laughs> um, I know you were out doing that, but yeah. he even responded to me, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Words I... to the effect of, okay, I shall make sure I don't miss it. Yeah. And, and then yeah, he told me, as he announced earlier, he did miss it. He so, didn't watch it. Yeah, tell me what happened. Well, my last note is, wait, does that mean Chaz was an angel half-breed all along, or did he just become an angel after death? Right. Spoilers. Spoilers. The, la- the last scene is basically it's Chaz's headstone. Yeah. And Constantine walks over to it and he's like, You did good kid. And he puts his lighter down on there because yeah. obviously we saw in the previous scene that he's now on the chewing gum rather than the cigarettes. And he goes, he turns around, starts walking away, and all of a sudden there's like a whooshing noise. The camera cuts over to the, the, the headstone and there's Chaz wearing Gabriel's 90s rave gear yeah. with full wings and he grins at the camera. And then whoosh, flies off up into the sky. And then uh, Constantine just smirks and walks off camera. So is he an angel or a half-breed? Well, that's what I'm questioning. Because if this, he was an angel... This was for the sequel, right? I I'm, I don't know. It was got to be a setup for the sequel. I mean, either they're, either they're implying... I've seen online uh, people saying, well, yeah, it means he got his wings when yeah. he died and he's now an angel. Um, because otherwise... That wouldn't make sense because if he was a half-breed, he wouldn't be lurking there and coming out of the grave. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm assuming it means... And it. I thought, oh, simples. He mm. was. He became an angel after death for the work he did helping John. Fair enough. But then I was like, but then actually having him supporting John, that would be a very yeah. angelic thing to do. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, see what your input was on that, but you didn't even watch the scene. It was definitely one of them too. Yeah, worst podcaster ever. Find what you love, believe in it, positive things will happen. Fuck you, Will. Leave me alone.